Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. All of the action. All the latest news from the pits and paddock. Informed comment and analysis. There is only one authority on endurance racing. And one place to listen. RadioLeMond.com. Hello and welcome to Portugal for the sixth and final round of the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup, a cup in its inaugural year for GT3 spec cars. This was effectively the category that was GTC as part of the European Le Mans series in 2015 and it's become its own championship for season 16. We've had a variety of different motor cars take part in the series through the course of the year. A small but perfectly formed grid, 10 machines about to take the start of this two-hour race. And earlier on, it was a brave performance from Egidio Perfetti to net pole position in very different conditions from those that are presenting the drivers or being presented in front of the drivers right now. My name's Johnny Palmer, joined to my right by John Hindoff. Hello. Uh, and we're looking forward to uh, what should be a very entertaining race. It's very much the onus on the bronze driver mm. as far as the qualifying is concerned. You have to put a bronze driver in to set the time. And in those really tricky conditions where we had a fully wet track, standing water all over, over the place and a tough circuit which undulates all over the place there are 13 turns you are always busy on this yeah. circuit apart from that main straight very nearly a, co- a kilometer long yeah just over two and a half miles 4.1 kilometers a couple of really slow spots down at turns uh, 9 10 the hook area and you, as johnny says you're busy it's a driver's circuit though and but apart from where you go all the way down into first gear, you'll remember that chicane, various schmozzles there down through the years in Formula One when this circuit held Formula One races up to and including 19... Uh, when did we say it? it? was 1996, wasn't it? was the last one here. Should have been here in 97. Ended up going to Jerez instead. And then there was that a big controversy with Villeneuve and Schumacher that ended uh, up with Schumacher being thrown out of the championship. Yes, he was at his tricks then as well. And uh, Villeneuve won the championship that, that year. But uh, 96 was the last time that we had the Grand Prix here. Circuit created in the early 70s, 1972. And has played host to all kinds of motorsport down through the years. There is the championship leading Aston Martin. Tom Ferrier, TF Sport. With the lead of the championship and champions elect really have to be you have to say that don't you i would agree with that yes they've been utterly dominant over the last few rounds alexi basov and victor scheitar and of course if they hadn't had that victory uh or discounted if you like at le mans they were in exactly the same car it's just the fact mm. it was numbered 57 here is the car uh, and labeled as an af corsa entered machine rather than the 72 SMP racing entry and of course you cannot uh, collect points for the same car 
although different team names. So they took the victory. The drivers have got it, though. The drivers in the Drivers' did. Championship, they've Correct. got a handy lead. Correct, because you could effectively enter the championship in a different car every round, and you would still accumulate driver points for your drivers. Correct. Uh, but what you don't get is the team points. So it's actually TF Sport who head the team's uh, championship for the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup coming here to the final round. 82 points plays 78 for SMP Racing. And when you consider they've only had three races to gather those points together, but it's mm. been maximum point scores at Red Bull Ring, at Paul Ricard and at Spa with three poles and three victories. And it is a brave man to bet against those two drivers doing exactly the same here in Estoril. Looking at the car that will start from second position, this is the McLaren 650S of Hiroshi Hamaguchi and uh, Adrian Quaife hobbs And uh, on a few occasions, Adrian sadly hasn't been able to get into that car, not necessarily through incidents that were Hamaguchi's fault, but just being in the wrong place mm. at the wrong time. And sadly, one or two occasions, the bronze drivers haven't been able to complete their stints. So it's been a relatively quiet weekend for the pros, but it is always a fun time. I mean, it's great to have so much track action for the bronze drivers, but when the pros get in, the race really does come alive. Third team and driver in with a shout is the Mentos Racing Team. Just 12 points away in the team's championship. A little bit further back, of course, with their drivers in terms of the drivers' championship. Uh, themselves because of uh, of that extra 25 points that uh, Alexei and Victor have got to their name. And it is Egido uh, Perfetti who is on his own in what amounts to third position in the championship, but he is some 33 points uh, behind. Alexei and Victor, Ewan Hanky and uh, Sally Yolok uh, are on 82 points to the 103 of the Russians. So drivers championship-wise, you'd expect the Russians to be able to get this one tied up. But with three teams separated by just 12 points and none of those teams taking the... Uh, really taking the championship by the scruff of the neck... In fact, the Mentos Racing team with uh, pole position have got... Uh, actually, now they're a point closer, aren't they? They're 71. So they have closed within 11 points of our leaders. Here's the grid, Joey. Yeah, pole position on the right of the screen, bear in mind. Egidio Perfetti for Mentos Racing in the 88 car takes the start alongside the bronze driver at Triple F Racing Team by ACM, Hiroshi Hamaguchi, to start the 55 McLaren. We also have two bronze drivers on the second row. That's Alexi Bassoff in the 72 SMP Racing Ferrari and Sally Yollock starts the number 34 TF Sport Aston Martin. Row three is the 71 AF Corsa entered Ferrari and the BMS Scuderia Italian Ferrari and it's Lucchini and Philippe Barreros to start those cars. On the fourth row, starting seventh, Johnny Molan. So that's the first non-bronze driver uh, in his final race. It would seem as a professional race driver bowing out possibly this weekend we will see but Johnny Molum starting alongside Stevie S in the Villalba Corsa number 8 car Stevie S is a non-bronze as well Adrian Delina a non-bronze starting the number 14 car from ninth place and Thomas Fleur did take part in qualifying earlier on today he is the bronze driver in the number 51 AF Corsa Ferrari so some interesting strategy being utilised by one or two of the teams to get their cars high up the order early on in this two hour race 
very different weather conditions from when the cars were out and qualifying. It is a beautiful afternoon, late afternoon, albeit coming up to quarter to five in terms of the local time. Portugal on the same time zone as the UK, so an hour behind the rest of Europe. And we have two hours on the clock. So let's get ready to race. The safety car will be coming in at the end of this lap. And keep your eyes peeled then for the cars starting on the fourth row. Johnny Molem and Stevie S are both gold-graded drivers. We also have Adrian Delina as well, who is a silver, instead of uh, the, his father, Pierre-Marie de, Delina, who is the bronze driver who did qualify this morning. How late will the pace car move to the right? It's still there, it's still there, it's still there. And now it takes the decision to retire to the pit lane. So the pace to be dictated by Egidio Perfetti ahead of the final round of the opening year for the uh, Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup. We're underway for two hours of racing. Philippe Moreros, the body language of that Ferrari, looked pretty... Uh, uh, alert as it as the cars charge their way down to the first corner. That's the multicoloured white and red Ferrari. They're all going to get through because often cars start tripping over each other in the first corner. It's very greasy in certain areas, but thankfully Egidio Perfetti has got away cleanly. He is joined there at the front of the field by Hamaguchi, and it looks to be a good start as well for the Aston Martin. Yes, it is getting ahead of Alexi Basov and into third position. And that's very very important for the team's championship for TF Sport, just four points ahead of SMP Racing and another seven points ahead of the 88 car as they start at this race. Teams Championship certainly still up for grabs here in the next two hours. So Egidio Perfetti leading the race on this opening lap of two hours. Hiroshi Hamaguchi in the black McLaren run out of the FF Racing stable. Then the TF Sport in that smart and a navy blue, dark blue colour, and then it is the SMP racing colours, the blue, white, red Ferrari 488 of Alexi Bassoff. Another 488 in fifth position. That's Johnny Molem charging his way up from seventh then to be in the top five already, and he should start to trouble the top three relatively shortly, although Alexi Bassoff will prove stout defence, I'm sure, for that fourth place. One thing I would say, of course, is that uh, these cars, it is... You would expect Johnny Morland to come through, but it's not going to be easy because these cars are very evenly balanced. And with the driver aids available to the non-pro drivers, they are relatively speaking, and I say that, I'm, there's no, uh, I'm not sort of dissing anybody here, but they are relatively speaking easy to bring a lap time out of. Where the pros do their job and earn their money is getting the last 5%. And that's what Johnny Morland will need to do early here. And he'll be looking to get past these cars, get a lead before Ivan Dunbar jumps into the car to finish the race. Bear in mind, the two Ferrari 488s will be being squeezed by Bassoff. Very similar on performance spec, I was thinking. But Molan will have the edge in terms of his experience. Massive amount of experience. Well, he did well to stay out the way there. He did, yes. A well, slightly less experienced driver might have pressed the case a little bit and we would have ended up with two Ferraris in the kitty litter that's kind of part of it when you stick your pro driver in amongst the ams you kind of have to expect the unexpected a little bit drive in an attacking style but also defensively which is tricky to get the balance right and what Morlam and Ivor Dunbar don't want to see in these early stages is a safety car they want this to go green for quite a long time they want Johnny to be able to pick his way through and hopefully open up a lead mm. and then of course it will be down to the pro drivers 
from the other teams. Ideally, the plan would be to hunt down either in the last part of the race. What's the regs, Johnny, in terms of pit stops and handovers? Uh, you have to make a stop after 55 minutes, effectively, because each of your driver has to, has to be in for a minimum of 55 minutes, but that's not weighted towards your gold or your bronze. Right. It's just either driver has to do at least a 55-minute stint. So what Johnny can do, then, can drive for just on an hour and then pit, whereas what you'll see is all these guys will drive just on 55 minutes and pit. So Johnny's going to get two extra laps on these guys anyway um, before... Uh, Ivor Dunbar gets into the car. Stevie S with the fastest lap so far, but that's, of course, the first of the flyers, if you like, from the rolling start, but a 144.601 done from seventh position. So Stevie S in the red Ferrari to look out for as well. That's because he's got a bit of road in front of him, I think, uh, Johnny. You've got seven and eight are both red Ferraris, so the second one in the sequence there one is... One with a plain roof rather than the stripey roof. That's right. Uh, Luigi Lucchini in oh the red and white striped car there, and then right behind is DVS. Watch out for Alexi Basov, because he is beginning now to get confident in that car, and he's putting some pressure on Sally Yolik in the Aston Martin ahead of them and needs to be past him if he's going to... Right, Drivers' Championship, let's put that to one side at the moment because that very much weighted in the favour of the Russians. But down the inside now, and that is the position taken by the SMP number 72 car. Yep, so Alexi Basov late on the brakes. I did wonder if Basov was able to get through and make a hole there alongside Sally Yolik. I thought Johnny Molin maybe had a pounce as well. No, here's Molin now as Sally's hit the... Exactly curb just a little bit and Morland will want to get a nice clean exit through the S's here and into the 13th and final corner, the Parabolica at Senate the outside of two Parabolica 180 degree fast curves, turn 6 is just on the inside to the left of the picture here, beside that 4x4 circuit there and here comes Stevie S just a little dab on the brakes, and oh, it's side-by-side side again as the Aston Martin fights back, mm-hmm. and Basov very, very aggressive there, holding on to his position. Johnny Morland, for the moment, staying well out of this, and I think that's smart, actually, because literally anything would happen in front of him. Second, third, fourth, very much together with the Mentos Porsche, just a little way ahead of this, but not breaking away. Yeah, Molum again, almost showing his nose at turn four there alongside the Aston Martin, but there was always the chance that it might kick off between Bassoff and Sally Yollock, so mm. taking a bit of a watching brief at the moment, allowing these drivers to settle down a little bit, but the problem is they're circulating absolutely nose to tail. The GDM Perfetti has a, the biggest lead, arguably, of about three or four <laughs> car lengths, and then you've got Hiroshi Hamaguchi in the McLaren, the Ferrari of Alexi Basov, the Aston Martin of Sally Yolok, and then another 488 Ferrari, Johnny Molin. But a great spread of manufacturers, certainly within the top four. Yeah, further back is the three Ferraris, uh, and that is 1471 and 51. So that will be the F Corsa of Pierre Marie Delina. It is 71, which was started by Matt Rasmussen. And 
Just I think uh, we put Barreros in that, actually. Yeah, we uh, did. did we? Yeah, oh, excuse me. Philippe Barreros in the 71 to hand over to Rasmussen, but they're both bronze graded. So they Ah, uh, yes, they swapped round in practice, they didn't did. they? In qualifying, should Correct. I say. To give some extra time in the car for Mads in case it was wet. Here's the battle for second down the inside. Oh, and a nice opportunist manoeuvre as well by the TF Aston Martin as Sally Yolik followed Alexi Bazov through. So Bazov now up to second position. So third, second and first in the team's championship are now first, second and third. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny's working his spreadsheet here. Already I'm starting to work it out. And at the moment as we stand, TF Sport have enough in third position because they would get 15 points which would keep them at uh, just above head, uh, the uh, height of the water, if you like, because there would be a point between them. 97 plays 96. Long way to go yet, I appreciate, because we've only had eight don't, minutes. Uh, don't forget oh, that there's, a point, as there's well. a point for Mentos. Mentos is, are actually on 71 at the moment. Uh, yes, so that would actually tie, because they would have 26 additional points then. And they would be tied for second place with the SMP Racing Ferrari, which we're seeing again making a move for that second place. And the Aston Martin sneaking through into third as well, ahead of Hiroshi Hamaguchi. It seems to have gone, I think it was just from that camera angle, it seemed to be very, very dark down at well, turn number one. I've just looked at the watch there, and having been here for a few days, acclimatising, um, <laughs> it does get dark quite quickly here. The clocks in Europe don't change until next weekend, so we get the big lie-in Saturday night into Sunday next weekend, which is great, because that's my birthday weekend. Fabulous. Uh, yeah. Almost as if we planned it. Almost. And it does get dark quite quickly, I've noticed, but uh, not for a wee while yet, and the sun is out at the moment. We've got to be careful of, you do get sometimes at this time of the evening a marine layer coming in with the temperature inversion depending on where the tide is and sort of day view had, you do get what looks to be a fog bank or low cloud bank just drifting in. We're only five clicks away from the coast, probably even a bit less than that, actually, as the crow flies. So if we do get a little bit of low cloud coming over the sun, it could get a lot darker very quickly. Our cameras are making it look a little brighter than it is at the moment, but you can see the headlights shining out which always gives you the clue, Johnny, that it is a little bit darker out there. Ferrari just ahead of Aston for second and third, but the race led by the 991 spec Porsche GT3 RSR and heading... Andrew Marriott in the pits there. Was it? Yes, Andrew Marriott, uh, a long-time motorsport uh, broadcaster and the man who brought us the Steve McQueen, the Man of Le Mans movie. Uh, Andrew here doing some filming for Johnny Morlam's uh, racing programme, which goes out in the UK on Sky Sports. There is Johnny Morlam battling away with the number eight car of Villoba oh, Corsa, and this lead. is for the race lead. Yeah, oh, oh the Porsche touch. spins. Was there a touch, or was it just a little bit of a swerve from a GDO Perfetti? Need to see that from another angle. Nice little J turn there, though, to get the car pointing in the right direction, and he's away again. But he's lost a whole load of places, and I'd like to see that incident again you to will. see whether you there was will. contact. Were the cars close enough to make contact? Dink. Okay, mm, or was that just a case sure. of a GDO going, oh, you're a bit close there, swerving away to the left, and that unsettled the car. Engine, obviously, uh, yes, there was a touch. <laughs> there was more than a touch. 
or no, there was a touch, let's say, that angle far more conclusive. And that was unnecessary, uh, certainly from Alexi Bassoff, because I thought I'd see that angle again before I fully decided, but it looks like Perfetti would give him racing room. He realised he was a little bit slow into the parabolica. So that's a shame, because Bassoff now leads the race, and the gap is 1.1 seconds back to Sally Yollock in the Aston Martin. It's going to take some stopping now, that uh, SMP Racing Ferrari. So let me do the rejig in the points, assuming everything is fine. So the Porsche, we don't know where that's rejoined. The Aston Martin is second, and I'll leave the points for the Mentos Racing Porsche. That, that. Here it is again. Racing room for me. My money given by Perfetti. Yeah, what, what's Bassoff doing all the way out there? I don't know because he was nowhere near the apex and for me there was enough there was a racing lane available to him well, the, alongside the, issue the is he's not ahead so he can't use all of the exit because you can't expect the car outside to be beamed up by Scotty and disappear yeah so you know it's it's fair play to that point but you've got to tighten your line if you're on the inside there you can't just drift out well, i think the race director will be having a long look at that and that was uh, for me a very illuminating angle that uh, our guys in replay got thank you very much Adrian Delina on a charge now with a new fastest lap of the race a 142.256 and there is Stevie S charging his way up the in order of uh, Johnny Molan but Molan instantly wide. repays the favour there yeah, that on the was, approach to turn two that's what you call experience I'm past, I'm past, I'm past. Yep, you're going to go wide. I'm mm. just going to cut back. Um, Easy I, as you like. I'm not sure that uh, Ferrari in the hands of Johnny Morlam is altogether happy. Okay. That 25 car, the FF Corsa machine, it just does not seem to have the balance of the cars around it. And with Johnny driving that car, it uh, should be going a little bit quicker. So there's something going on there. Now, this might be tricky strategy, and they may have set the car... Oh, has it got a little bit of damage on the right rear corner? I'll have another look at that at the moment. But I mm. wonder if they've just set the car up differently so that when Ivor gets in the car later on and we're further into the race, it's just a little bit more user-friendly. What we're going to get is uh, temperature dropping quite quickly with still an hour and 46 minutes to go, Johnny. We are going to be finishing... No, no damage to the rear of that car. OK, um, good. We are going to be finishing in more than the gloaming. Here's that move again by Stevie S. Yeah, Johnny's seen it. Look how late Johnny turns in. He knows exactly what's going to happen. You're not making that corner, mate. I'll cut back underneath you and retake the position. But here comes the red 458 again. It's quick in a straight line, isn't it? it absolutely is. Different power plant, remember? That high, screaming... Uh, four and a half litre V8 versus the twin turbocharged 3.9 V8 in Johnny Molum's car the 488 machine with those kind of air intakes on the front of the rear wheel arch again. and he's charged up the inside again now has he learned from his error a lap ago yes he has it's a cleaner exit this time out of turn number one and that cements the position and just going back to what I said before Johnny did not J Moore did not fight that very hard there's, there's something going on here in terms of tactics or whatever um, we know that Johnny, in time-wise, can go a couple of laps longer into this race mm. than the guys around him. The question is, how, are they having to save fuel to do that? Are they carrying more fuel to do that? Have they brim-filled the car? What are they doing? But there's something, for me, 
that is illuminating that uh, Johnny is effectively now scrapping against those other drivers and he's got in fact Pierre-Marie Delina right on him as well now well, he's got a uh, gold driver who's just overtaken him, so let's not discount Stevie S's talents behind the wheel of a Ferrari 458. And it's. Actually, it was Adrian Delina. Adrian Delina at the, the wheel. Silver driver, yeah. Yes, who is a silver driver as opposed to his father, the bronze, Pierre Marie. And there's the uh, Porsche of Egidier Perfetti, which clearly has rejoined. It's in eighth place now from the lead of the race, having made side to side contact with the Ferrari but it was more of a case of Ferrari on Porsche rather than the other way around. He and will not be happy. That's a quick car this weekend, and I know he qualified in the wet, but that car just seems to be right around this Estoril circuit. I don't think it's a coincidence that we see a, uh, a Proton competition Porsche on pole in the GTE part of the European Le Mans series. I think the 911 suits Ooh, this did track. did you see that? See no, the front from, wheels there? Of the Ferrari? Yeah. Now, he either got a wiggle on or he turned left. And I can't decide which it was. Well, I hope it was a wiggle, because we haven't seen that sort of behaviour from Bassoff previously in the season. The car's sliding, and yeah. at that point he's got a feather off the throttle and took the car in. He can't just slide out and drift out into the car on the outside. Now, the fact that we've seen that again suggests to me that our race director is looking at that again. Oh, it needs to be looked at without question, um, but it's just a, a, well... But it needs to be dealt with now. During the race. Yeah. And there is plenty of opportunity to do that, seeing as we've still got an hour and three quarters left. Unlike in the Rennesport Trophy race, where a lot of those incidents were going to be looked at at the end of the race, after the chequered flag, there is an opportunity here to correct at least some of the wrongs done. If, if any the, wrongs have been done, then penalise the, the man that's done the problem rather than the victim. And also, what you've got here is a battle for the lead of the race and a battle for the team's championship. Yeah. You know, that... that, that I'm sure the guys are looking at it. Meantime, little little mistake there by the McLaren. Hamaguchi just got on the throttle a little early coming out of turns 9 and 10 it's easy to do but he's not got track great traction on that car and Stevie S is looking to do another manoeuvre down the inside that red Ferrari is super quick in a straight line and he's on the inside decides against it pulls back out and he's going to do the over and under manoeuvre now hmm. try his best the McLaren struggling as well I think in terms of performance but the 458 seems to be well and truly in the groove around this place this weekend, so charging hard into turn number three is Stevie S now. No opportunity to get alongside Hiroshi Hamaguchi there. But as the light begins to fade, that might be down to the cloud cover rather than uh, actually light being lost at this stage. But the headlights certainly are illuminating this uh, Estoril circuit, which can so often be sur surrounded in low cloud in this mountainous area. An hour and 41 minutes just less than 42 minutes to go there is the Stevie S driven number 8 car there with Hiroshi Hamaguchi just ahead in 3rd position Sally Yolik is there in the Aston in 2nd and having already headed through the shot Alexi Bassoff out front now enjoying a 2.7 second lead in the SMP Racing Ferrari yeah can't be allowed to get much further away than that and the guys at TF will just be talking very gently over the radio to Sally Yolik 
Ewan Hankey to jump in that car. Ewan, a very, very proficient driver. Here's the battle for third. And Stevie S trying every different line he can. Throw on again the back end of the McLaren breaks away in the parabolic at Senna. And that means that the driver Amakishi had to get out of that. Just take his foot off the throttle for a moment, and that allows a very quick car to get even closer. And he's backing up, not one, not two, but three Ferraris behind him now. Stevie S has got Adrian Delina, and then Johnny Morlam's nearly back into it as well from there. That's the battle from third down over, isn't it? Yeah. And the gap fluctuating between three and one-tenth. Certainly uh, gone down to point one one of eight of a second, and then it seems to open up a little bit. Look at the different lines. The four different there. ones there, more or less. For and the watch Morlam as well. Morlam will be lapping this up because this gives him the opportunity to close up in that car. I think this is very interesting tactics. Yes, looks one way, then the other. Just wonder whether the 488 quite has the straight line speed of the 458. So we'll break away from the race action for a moment to join Charlie George in the pit lane. Yeah, I'm down here with you and Hanky. You and Sally's in the car at the moment. You arrive here with a small lead in the championship. How hard is it keeping the balance between him pushing enough and not making mistakes? Yeah, no, it's obviously really tough. It's been quite an aggressive start by everyone. Everyone's kind of doing some uh, quite, you know, dangerous crazy moves which is all exciting for us to watch but let's see what's going to happen i mean sal's doing a great job at the moment it's gone from fourth up to second obviously the ferrari's gone from third up to first so he just needs to stay as close as possible to him and then hopefully when i get in the car let's see if i can hunt down victor and see what happens there but it's certainly going to be a nail-biting uh, race at the moment absolutely thankfully the conditions are looking a lot better sally looked like he had a right handful on his hands during qualifying in that rain yeah, I mean, in uh, qualifying one, he was fastest in the wet, and then the heavens really opened for the Super Bowl, which caught him out. So it meant um, we ended up fourth, which is annoying. But yeah, the skies are looking dark, but we don't really know what's going to happen. So we just got to keep pushing 100% and see what happens. Thank you. Thank you. Keeping, obviously, our eyes peeled on the right-hand side of the picture because we got three Ferraris hard at it here. I think, I think uh, Ewan Anki will be pleased that Salah Yolik's not stuck in the middle of this. And Hiroshi Hamaguchi, for a little while, given some breathing spaces. The leader's off. The leader went off there, Alexi Bassoff, at turn four. So all of a sudden, it changes around again. The Aston Martin is now out front. And that's a very uncharacteristic mistake from Alexi Bassoff. So let's rejumble the order again. And the thing is, Bassoff's now rejoined in an area where he's going to be swamped by one McLaren and three more Ferraris as Hies goes wide. Hies goes wide at uh, six, turn six, the interior parabolic, and he has dirtied his tyres up as well, as will have the leader. It just, I think just, oh, well, well way early off. in the corner. Way well off. early in the corner, he's off there. He's, done, he's been lucky to get out of that. Now, was there damage to that car after the rather stout contact when he took the lead it'll be left front if there is because that's where the damage that's where the contact took place mm, all change then TF Sport with Saliolik at the wheel from Alexi Passov now three seconds behind in second and as it stands now in the team's championship it would be TF Sport winning the title on 107 points and SMP Racing with 18 points for second place to 96. Right. So a gap of 11 points. 
And obviously that's what TF Sport have to hope, is that they finish ahead of the SMP racing car. They don't have to finish ahead, but it's always better when you're trying to work out the mathematics. There's going to be a place change here. No, not quite. That's uh, Lu Luigi Lucchini, potentially on Egidio Perfetti. But Perfetti, oh, has just got by Lucchini, in yes. fact. So he's up to seventh place now. That was a bit of a fight back from the Ferrari driver there. And speaking of fight backs, a new fastest sector one time with Alexi Bassoff charging hard to try and catch Sally Yolick again. 3.4 seconds is the gap, and there is the Bassoff-driven Ferrari. So charging hard. Let's hope he hasn't done any damage to the tyres after that runoff into the gravel. And he's safely away from this battle for third position involving four cars. And the sword of Damocles must still be hanging over that SMP car because of the robust way that he took the lead mm -hmm. as he shoulder barged the 88 Mentos car out of the lead of the race now that may draw penalty later on this is third position still but the two leaders have swapped around, it's now Aston Martin from Ferrari, then McLaren McLaren of Triple F Racing by ACM and this is going to get very, very interesting as these four cars from second to fifth position are even closer. And here again is he has, he, That is a super quick car in a straight line, that yeah. 458, isn't it? Yeah. He's got this if he can... No, again, the McLaren is later on the brakes, but goes too long, and he has takes the opportunity. Nice overtake if he can make it stick. But that McLaren punches out of the slow corners pretty impressively. Ooh. Yes, on the wrong line, but managed to hold on. Watch Johnny Morland. Oh, big, big black marks down the back of the car, showing he's working his Michelin tyres super hard. But again, that's experience from Jamal. And Hamaguchi has gone from third position to sixth place in all in one go there with three Ferraris making a hole. It was Stevie S creating the gap and, of course, a mistake from the Japanese down at turn one. And all of a sudden, he's at the back of this train, but still very much with Johnny Molim and the straight line speed. You're quite right in the McLaren 650S. is very good, but Hamaguchi late on the brakes, but good not on too the late. as well. Yes. But I like Hamaguchi. He's a bronze driver, but he drives very cleanly indeed. I'm almost tempted to say, Lando Norris, take note, because he kept his line on the main straight, dead straight, yes, allowed Stevie S alongside. There was no hint of him being pushed into the pit wall, and he yes, eventually did get the place. Morlam almost always, when he's got someone behind him, seems to be having to fight a rear guard action, and I don't understand that with that car. Victor Scheitar <laughs> clearly enjoying this. He will be next into this 72 car. Oh! There was the squirm. So there is a little bit of water there. There is. In the defence of Alexi Bassoff, that's precisely where the car squirmed last time and smacked into the side of Perfetti. Well, no, it was further back around the lap, wasn't it? It was at that corner. OK. Um, I, I think there's a... You need to be half a car's width offline there. Just so yeah. you're not catching that. Yeah. But when you're racing somebody well. side by side, it's tough. I'm not saying it wasn't a mistake from Bassoff, or I just don't think he's the type of driver to deliberately steer into people. That's not the, the sense I get from watching him. It looked like the car got loose. But then again, you've got to look at that as avoidable contact because, you know, he didn't need to be there. Mm. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's a, that's why I don't ever want to have to be a race steward. <laughs> Yes, it's, exactly. it's great for me to Monday morning quarterback sitting here 
but uh, you know we we can see what we can see and we make our calls it's not for us to decide but uh, we can only call it as we see it and the clerks will have access to telemetry along with uh, lots of many other camera angles than the ones that we have we've seen it from two different versions now from behind the cars and in front contact was made certainly but it's probably being reviewed even as we speak so let's concentrate on the, the race that continues on for third position, Stevie S ahead of Adrian No further Delini. action. No further action on the 88 and 72. It's been reviewed. You're and quite no right. further action. It was investigated and it's NFA'd. Good so, spot. So that was deemed as clean. That's going to make things interesting if we get a bit of side-by-side -side action with the SMP car later. OK, so back across the grid hatches they go and down towards the first corner this downhill approach now here's the here's where he loses it watch the little puff of is that wet I think ah. it is you know it's tricky to tell whether it's wet or just a bit of tyre smoke but mm, whether he's just spinning up the rear wheels yeah that left rear is massively under pressure a couple of times well maybe more three or four times around the lap it is possible you could have it overheated mm. and you know, you get to that last corner. Oh, no! He's gone off again! Bazov again! And this time he's gone all the way around. He hasn't saved that. No. He's nosed in. He's going to have to find reverse, and he's going to have to go all the way back down the back of the field. He can't move. He absolutely can't move at the moment until I the marshals tell him. It. I think he stalled it. Or well, was he waiting for a gap? I think he's waiting for a gap. You can't move at that point. He's done the right thing. He got off onto the carpet, onto the AstroTurf, kicked that up, and again, he just lost... A little bit of grip from the rear end of that car. Was there not room in front of the nose of that car to swing it round and clear the barrier then, you don't think? There was to start with, but right. I'm not sure there was when he finished up. I don't think he's hit anything. I don't look at the front end of that car. Is there anything missing from the front of that car? I don't think there is. Visually, I can't I mean I I know a Ferrari four eight eight front splitter vaguely and it doesn't look like right, it is. Watch to the anything. left of the screen here. Already the, the Aston's squirming as well, but Basov oh. is just too quick into the corner. That's an indication of how hard he was pushing. Load of Astra turf there. He's trying to turn the car right, in fairness. Yeah, then he realises he's stuck in the middle of the road. Yeah. So, so he's, he's got nowhere to forward. go. And Victor Scheitar makes tough viewing for his co-driver there. I, I, I wouldn't like to upset Victor. Mm, no, no. So now, Sally Yolik leads by nearly 10 seconds, 9 seconds plus. And this is the battle of the second now. Yeah. All these cars thundered by the SMP racing car at the Parabolica interior. A little bit wide from Stevie S on the exit of turn one there as well. That wasn't exactly neat and tidy. Basov's dropped down to eighth position and... Oh, another spin, this time by the by the McLaren. Hiroshi Yamaguchi has saved that one. That was behind Johnny Morlam. Johnny's getting right in the thick of the action. It's happening all around him. His on board's going to look interesting. Absolutely. Going back to my point, Basov now down to eighth position. Here is... Oh, yes, he's lost that well early. That was turn two, exit off. Just lift off. Really? He's lucky there. Yeah trying to catch the three Ferraris up ahead. Well, he's got an awful lot of work on his hands now to reel these guys in. So Stevie S is second. Adrian Delina thinking about a move there as they head for Irela corner, but thinks better of it in the 14 machine. So Adrian no. Delina, no. No opportunity there to get by Stevie half, S either. Half an hour in, 
and let's see whose car's better towards the end of the stint. Is this where the 25 car of Johnny Morland, the FF Corsa, that he'd hand over to Ivor Dunbar, is this where that car comes alight in the second half of the stint as the fuel is burning off? He's got another half an hour in this car. He will go to as close to the hour as he possibly can to, to make sure that Ivor gets his 55 minutes in on the other side of the hour for the second half of the race. This is the battle for second, third and fourth. Salajolic over 10 seconds to the good on this now. It's still the McLaren in fifth position. There's our leader. Cruising around. Nice Saturday night drive for him. He's got to keep it on the island. And he's doing that and a bit more because he's just done his best lap, I think, last time around. Yeah. It's taken a little while for Sally Yollock's career to really catch fire, but uh, now that he's in the groove and has built up a really good partnership with Ewan Hankey, this guy is a really good race driver. Very often in the past, maybe three, four years ago, he was in this position, it wouldn't be a surprise to see the Aston off in the gravel somewhere, but he's keeping it's, it neat and tidy. Well, I, I think it's still tricky out there, Johnny, yeah. and I think as the sun goes down and the track temperature leaches away dark surface here so any sunshine on it does warm it up but it's not completely dry here mm. but it's not wet either no. and, and therefore the wet parts are a surprise yes because you you are lulled into a false sense of security exactly of, of so. an utterly dry track and then you just hit a little bit of a patch of wet stuff look at how Morlam isn't taking as much curb as the two guys ahead of him particularly through the quick stuff coming through Eight and nine there. Both of the Ferraris ahead. Two wheels right up on the kerb, kicking them up. A little bit of scuff damage on the left front wing of the uh, the number eight there, the Scuderia Villorba Corsa. And Stevie S leading this trio. Yolik already gone through, completed his lap. And closed down by about half a second last time around. Mm. Yep, so Stevie S still showing good pace compared to that of the Aston, but it's a nine and a half second lead now that Sally Yollock has. How have you worked your tyres? How have you worked the car? How have you set the car up? And this is where you can make or lose a lot of time. There's the SMP Racing 72 car. Drivers' Championship pretty well locked up for these guys, but at the moment they're not winning the team's championship. And look at the damage and the dirt on the front of that car. Has he been off again? I'm not sure whether he's been off again, but he's, been, he's had two very gravelly moments, I, hasn't he? I don't remember seeing that amount of dirt on the car when we saw him come back from pointing nose into the, the barrier. Because we looked at the front end of that car to see if it was OK. Yeah, that was prior to the secondary spin, wasn't it? Or maybe not. I no, can't I, I don't think it was. What times have we seen? 1.42 last time around. Can't tell you much beyond that, though. So just trying to work out whether he's lost yet more time. The gap to pass off from Luigi Lucchini is 10 seconds. Yeah, I think he's lost more time. And he trails the leader, Sally Yollock, by 32 and a half seconds now. So half a minute to try and find. Are we sure that's not going to affect the drivers' championship. Well, I'm going to get the spreadsheet out for that bit now as well. Well, the standings are that they have 21 points over Ewan Hankey and Sally Yolich. At the moment, 
they're scoring 25 points so they only need literally a handful of points yeah okay so what do you get for eighth place fellas four points that would be enough just fine okay but so they can't afford not to well, finish more off track moments or indeed yes a non-finish which is only half a point mm-hmm. and you need a handful of points Morlam taking the opportunity again to put himself in the mix but again doesn't feel he can make that move and that's a smart piece of driving again by Johnny yeah shouldn't be surprised about this no, I suppose no. but uh, he's up against fellow gold graded drivers and uh, Adrian what do we say silver driver for Adrian Delina but Stevie S a man with a great deal of talent behind the wheel of a GT car. So these machines are being driven as quickly as they will be, potentially, in the race, and then they'll hand to the AM drivers for the second half, unlike this car, which is due to have Victor Scheitar at the wheel. Is that damage, or is it just dirt? It's dirt, but I don't remember that dirt being there. Even though it was caught up on the kerb and had to swing around... I think you're right. I think I remember looking at the front and it didn't have that kind no, of muddied, muddied front. Uh, I was left trying corner. to work out whether some of the the wrap had peeled off. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it has. So Basov with more trouble, and these guys are driving these Ferraris on the absolute ragged edge of adhesion. When you see them coming through the fast stuff. Look at the tiny corrections that have been made on the front wheel, on the steering angles by these guys as they're feeding the power in, trying to find grip from the front Michelins. Cross the line, another lap completed, and the gap to the lead is coming down now. Stevie S, I just wonder if these guys have had a slight cessation of hostility and decided that they're going to get their heads down and see if they can bridge that gap rather like you would if this was the peloton in a bicycle race Johnny stop fighting each other use the slipstream let's get up the road and see if we can close that Aston down I've got the top two uh, drivers so the top four drivers Alexi Basov, Victor Scheiter, Ewan Hankey, Sally Yollock on the same point no way Hang on, I didn't incorporate the pole position, but that doesn't affect either of those two because the 88 car took pole. Mm-hmm. So they're on the same point. So it would go to count back. Which goes to... And that favours Bassoff and Scheiter yes, because they've had four victories, remember. The one at Le Mans does count in the Drivers' Championship. Four victories for Bassoff and Scheiter, and it would just be the two if Yollock and Hankey can win this. Another moment here for the 88. Same point, turn six. It's tricky, isn't it, there? And there's the carpet that was churned up. And that has cost a position for the Mentos racing car. The BMS Scuderia Italia car has gone through. Mm-hmm. So that's the number seven. And I think we put Luigi Lucchini in that, didn't we, to start that car? Correct. Egidio Perfetti getting very close under braking again at the chicane. He had to dart to the right to make sure that uh, there wasn't any contact between the rear of the 458 and the front of his Porsche. An hour and 22 minutes to go, and Perfetti getting a good run this time on Luigi Lucchini. So let's make sure that Slip Lucchini is a yes, good point. Although the Porsche deals with that pretty well. That like it's not there, yeah, actually. Exactly. He's got a good run here now. He has got the a Ferrari good doesn't make a very big hole in the air, and it's quick. Look how quick that... That's another 458, isn't it? Yeah. The 458 is the quickest thing in a straight line, I'd say. 
quite agree with you. The Porsche is best handling, I think, round a lot of these 180-degree corners. And there is Bassov, the car porpoising, very similar to a Renault Sport Trophy car earlier on in the day, as it heads down to that, uh, you use the word, corrugated approach on towards He's turn one. He's definitely been off again, because the whole <laughs> of the left-hand side of that car is muddy the way he's throwing it around i wouldn't be surprised you know you you make one slight error and lose time then you're desperate to get at that back and it's kind of the story of diminishing returns because you keep continually throwing it off then in an effort to chase back the time oh, this could all get very messy very quickly couldn't it at the head of the field the gap has come down to just over eight seconds between yolik and the chasing ferrari hordes the galloping Heard of Ferraris in second, third, fourth position being Ies, Delina and Morlam. Gucci has dropped back a wee bit, some 10 seconds from those guys, but has still got something in the region of, what, seven seconds between himself and Lucchini, Perfetti and Basov, who are beginning to come together for a bit of a battle. Yeah, there's a lot of calculations going on here. Carry the two. Yeah. Shoes and socks off time. Is it the market Dane Stockton? <laughs> 107 points, both of the championship leaders. Here we go. This is on. There's the Porsche. Happy to take curb at that final corner. That's unbelievable. But he's going to get out dragged down to the first corner. I'll guarantee that by that the, car. By the 458, which is supersonic well, in a straight line. Maybe I'm wrong. You would have thought with the toe. Now, here, here it comes. comes. There we go. See, it's in the later area, isn't it? It's got a load of torque in the mid-range. Got and to cut back underneath him. He's going to go wide, and you'll get that back. Go on, get your foot in, get your foot in. That's where the Porsche's good in the early stages. Gears one and two to make wow. contact. Ooh, not quite. Maybe a slightly longer straight, and it would have worked. Perfetti's going to try it again at turn three, and Bassoff loitering with intent here. <laughs> so this is at sixth, seventh, and eighth places. This could all go wrong. Oh, don't say that. I'd like, I'd like a fair fight to the finish well, ba at the moment. Basov at the moment is is on a sine wave of great and off the track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is how much the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup means. To, that's Klaus Bachler, by the way, due to take over the Perfetti car. And he knows how quick that car is this weekend. They should not be circulating in seventh place. Yeah, look how far off the pace they are. Yeah. In terms of off the leaders, that would be the thing that's killing Backler at the moment. The 20 odd seconds back from the leader. Yeah, 29.7 seconds is the gap. He's through. He's through. Nip round okay. the outside. Nicely right. done. Now, make, get the spinnaker up and get away <laughs> through nine, uh, through eight rather. Ooh, Here, oh, this is going to be brave. Wow. Brave. But he's going to drift There's a corner out. there. There's a corner there. Well, I tell you what, fair play there to Lucchini because he gave him the opportunity to get that back on track. I did think that uh, Alexi Basov oh. had forgotten to turn to turn that's left a, there. That's a change of position as well. Adrian Delina on Stevie S with Johnny Molum still tucked in behind and Molum in fourth. So he S down to third and Adrian Delina gets the yellow Ferrari up to second position now. And this battling has allowed Sally Yolik in the TF Aston Martin to squeak out about another second. He's back up to nearly nine seconds of a lead now as these three start to have a bit of a scrap. So that little cessation of hostilities the detente that was going on between these three Ferraris is now broken up and we're back into the war zone again for so out of the right hand kick they go underneath the pedestrian bridge and down to Parabolica interior 
And Johnny Molem still trying to shape up this red Ferrari. It's kind of as you were, because uh, we had Molem on Stevie S a little earlier on. And now Adrian Delina is making hay in second position. An hour and 17 minutes still to go. Car 25 just heading into Gaucho corner out of Aurelia. And there is the Bassoff Ferrari, number 72. Waving goodbye, in a sense, to the Porsche. Although Bassoff has shown pace earlier on in the race to say that he can should be able to keep with the Gidea Perfetti. These cars started much further up the order than they currently run. Perfetti is sixth, Bassoff seventh. And in the distance there, in the red Ferrari with the striped roof, Luigi Lucchini running around in eighth place. Yeah, that is the classic BMS Scuderia Italia colours with the stripy roof, isn't it? BMS who used to be... Oh, another big slide by the Porsche this time, coming through the final corner. Did he make it? Did he get round? It wasn't the final corner, it was a bit further back. Uh, yes, he did, but he's lost a lot of ground. Now he's at the final corner. He run, runs wide there and has to lift off. And ding, ding, seconds out, round two. As the Mentos Racing Porsche and the SMP Ferrari go at it again. I just finish off the thought on BMS. They used to be based at, uh, at uh, Paul Ricard, didn't they? A place on the back straight there, I think, at one stage. Graham Goodwin knows an awful lot about BMS Scuderia Italia, but their heritage goes back a long, oh, long way. Gritting, great, yeah. gritting. All right, here we go again, and he's sticking his nose in very early. Pass off, he's going to go up the inside. No, he switches to the outside. Mm. He's had an NFA on contact so far. This mm. will be being watched very, very carefully indeed. Team need to get on the phone to him here. Here's the big slidey moment. Watch the Porsche turn in. Watch the back end just unload, and you can. That's a great save. That's a quick corner, mm. and it's this point now that you can't panic because you're running out of road very, very quickly. It's a tough watch. It's far easier. Is Christian Reed closest to us, though, was it? Uh, yeah, might have been because uh, Klaus Backler has driven for Christian Reed, of course, in the past, and Christian here as part of the European Le Mans series. But uh, I tell you, if you talk, speak to Klaus now, he'll say it's a far more difficult watch than it is to drive oh, one of these things. That's always the case, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely, when Two you're in very full control. Lines there again. Mm -hmm. Ferrari tightening the line through, through the S's. Yeah. Second part of the S's is the left-hander, and then we're into Parabolica. No, no, not there, not there. He's, he's tried to it again. Oh, oh there was he's lost moment. it again. There was a moment, and thankfully Bassoff eased out of it that time, but we had a chance of the Porsche being clonked for a second time and being thrown into a spin. I tried to think what Klaus Bachler was doing at that moment, staring to the back of the garage, I'm sure, as if a penalty was about to be taken. So <laughs> Bassoff needs to be careful. He's got the pace in this Ferrari 488, despite its various off-track moments. It's still showing good straight-line speed. But let's have a He's look. out of control at that point there, and look at the front wheels. Look at the front wheels moving. All over the place. Yeah. Left and right and left. And again. That's twice. There, and particularly. There you know, if he's alongside at that point, it's it's the second movement that takes him into the Porsche. Yeah. Which, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say that's what happened the first time. But you can't keep doing that mm -hmm. and keep expecting the judges of fact and the race control to let you away with it. Ultimately, it doesn't matter whether it's deliberate or not. You can't keep taking those chances when you're around other people and saying, well, it's not my fault, the car got sideways. Uh, no Who's driving the actually. car again? Mm -hmm. I think that's you. 
but mm. the way that the re- the headlights were being beamed back from the white of the Porsche, moving mm-hmm. left and right, that just gave you an indication of what a handful Bassoff has got through that corner. I mean, if he was on his own, he would be giving it probably a lane's width away from the apex, shallowing out the, the radius of the corner, and that makes it more comfortable. Here again, heading right, for the let's S's. Let's see it again. This, this is the is danger area. So he's going to stick it up the inside again because of the... Well, actually, diff- different line there from the 88. He's, he's basically saying, I'm not going to give you the opportunity to do it to me there. And that's actually really clever. The problem is that it's compromised his exit. Now, stay in line, lads. We can see where you are with the hatchings. Defensive, that's fine. Move One move across all the way. Yeah. But now he can't come back. He has to stay in the middle of the road. And Basov will go around the outside. That's a tough move to pull off. And the Porsche gets the grip out of the corner. Now play nicely, lads. Play nicely. And this time Bazov's on the outside and has to lift out of it. Johnny. Here's Johnny. his opportunity. No, no, no. No way is he going to make that stick. And he has. he has. He has, to be fair, because that was Perfetti running wide on the exit of turn two. But uh, you've got to say, from start to finish, absolutely clean. There was no hint of contact there. Each other giving racing room. And finally the opportunity came for the Russian driver to, yes, with a squirming Ferrari, but he got it done. He got it stopped at turn three, and that's a much fairer overtake, in my opinion. And Bassoff up to sixth position as Meantime, a result. the battle for the lead is under six seconds. Here it is again. There's the mistake from Perfetti. At that point, he can't come back down the inside. He, it, that was strong. That was a strong move yeah. and a strong defence by Perfetti, but I think that's okay. And there was an element of Perfetti conceding the corner because he'd made the mistake previously. Which I think you have to do at that point. Now, is Bassoff going to throw the car off at the 13th corner? There's every chance of that because he'd be overdriving trying to get him away. There's our leader, and there are the chasing Ferraris in... The 51's not in it, remember? No, it's the yellow one. Oh, and Morlem's gone through. Morlem's gone through into third place ahead of Stevie S. Yes. So that was the dark blue of the 25 car that I'm sure I saw in the background there. No, you're quite right. So. Oh, the leader. Now, we've got probably about another five minutes for these guys, mm-hmm. and I think they're beginning to struggle on tyres. I think that what we're seeing here is, is the end of a stint. Um, brakes glowing there. That tells yeah. you how dark it really is out there. And I think they're beginning to struggle. And I just wonder what Morlem's got left in his Michelins, because he'll go, I reckon, at least a couple of laps longer than the cars around him. Sally Yollock leads by 4.7 seconds, but much quicker than him on that last lap. Lap 28 for the leaders was Adrian Delina in the yellow Ferrari number 14. And he's even quicker again through Sector 2. That's a great Sector 2 time. Fastest so far for that car. Johnny Molem, as you say, up to third, ahead of Stevie S. They're separated now by a couple of seconds. Hiroshi Hamaguchi still there in fifth place, but way off the pace now of those Ferraris up ahead after that spin. That 14 Ferrari, that the AF Corsa car, the bright yellow, Gallofly yellow, if you will, looks a very nice platform to be driving at the moment. Molem just getting caught up behind the Thomas Fleur-driven 51 car, the silver Ferrari, but goes through in third position. Yeah, that looks a, that looks a stable platform at the moment, that 14 car. Mm-hmm. 
Adrian Delina doing a, a good job to get it into the top two at this stage. We'd expect it to drop away a little bit once Pierre-Marie Delina takes over. That will open the door to Ivor Dunbar, possibly, and Stevie S's teammate as well. It's not a surprise to see people like Adrian, Johnny and Stevie S troubling the top five, though, top four, rather. Stevie S will be handing over to... Bronze driver uh, Cedric, Cedric Mezzard. Mezzard. Yeah. yeah in the Scuderia Villorba Corsa. Morlam's just done his fastest first sector, which sort of gives me the idea that they've been planning for this and that Johnny's going to put in two or three really quick laps at the end of the stint to try and... Oh, now you see, now the 14 car doesn't want to play. That's really interesting, isn't it? What a great, what a great championship this is, Johnny. What a, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned that we haven't got 25, 30 cars in this. I with the opportunity to race a Le Mans, yes. with the, the opportunity for a Le Mans uh, GTE AM entry for the winners of the championship. I mean, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Two-hour format is great. European Le Mans Series weekend. Mm, very good. Uh, Two no more laps before these guys come in, by the way. No reason to think that it will not build to... Well, I would hope double the amount of cars we have at the moment for 2017. You just think what the ACO did in the rebuilding year for the European Le Mans series. Correct. And we, uh, we always mentioned that meeting at Donington Park in 2012, whenever it was, and we had about 11 cars for a six-hour race. Um, but it's come on so Quite much good now. good race, actually, bizarrely. <laughs> yeah, I remember it being pretty entertaining. Plenty of incident. Uh, 36 cars in the ELMS this weekend, but the area of the European Le Mans series that required work, in my opinion, in the 2015 season was GTC. We had five cars regularly in the championship, and for GT3, you needed more than that. So that was the reason, I think, to break the GT3 element of the, of the entry away into its separate series. And this was always going to be the single swim season, I suppose tricky to get the numbers up this is the battle for the lead let's not forget about that it's closing up nicely now yeah, Johnny Morlam took four seconds out of the leader and two seconds out the second place driver last time around so Morlam is now getting into the zone at the end of the stint the car is light he's looked after his tyres he hasn't had any off track moments oh, he's dropped away a little bit there he's uh, six seconds Battle for the lead is on, side by side, and got he's him. got him, absolutely. Oh, no, because the next corner's a left-hander. I thought they were heading for the parabolic Ayrton Senna at that yeah, point. Look at how much the cars are moving around, Johnny. Aston Martin in the middle of the track. Where's the Ferrari going to go? Back. High line, Get high line. Power early. And it's going to stay on the high line, but Sally Yollock's not going to allow that to happen. That was good defensive driving by Yollock there. Now, from the TF Sport point of view, run by Tom Ferrier, very professionally, you've got to think, I would phrase it fourth dimensionally, because in the final shake-up, this Ferrari is not going to finish in the top three. With the greatest respect to Pierre-Marie Delina, they don't have the pace across the two drivers. So they could almost, TF Sport could almost allow this Ferrari to go because there'll be opportunity to get back past I reckon they're coming in at the end of this lap anyway, these two. And bear in mind, they're handing over to... This is the gold... This is the silver driver, rather, in the mm. Ferrari, and the bronze driver in the Aston to hand over to Ewan Hankey, who is a very, very fast driver. Right, the Aston will pit at the end of this lap. The Ferrari will do one, possibly two more laps. And Johnny Morlam is coming like a train. Again, he's took time out of them that time around, and the gap between first and third now is under five seconds. Here's the overtake again. 
Yeah, belt and brace of stuff. At the end of the main straight, you can see how the track drops away on the approach to turns, turn one. It gets incredibly bumpy there, but both the Ferrari and the Aston were pretty stable on their four feet, if you like, turning into the right-hander. Not particularly stable for the Ferrari there at turning. As the car, as the track again drops away at Arela Corner and heading for Gancho now, the Ferrari leading the race at very nearly half distance, and we've got another seven seconds to go before effectively the pit lane window is open and yeah. it's open for 10 minutes. Yeah, and if you've got your bronze driver in now and he's not as quick as the driver who's about to get in of whatever shade, then you pit him at the end of this lap. And that's what TF Sport are going to do. I would expect to see that Aston peel off to the right-hand side. Indeed, it does. You'll see the two Ferraris stay out to one, two more laps. So who else should be coming in then? Stevie S should be coming in. Uh, Amaguchi should be coming in. And Bazov should be coming in. Uh, Perfetti should be coming in as well. Yeah. So this is the first of the leading cars to come into the pit lane. Now, does ES come in? Where are those guys? Checking what we can see on the other cameras. Fuel going in at TF Sport. Sally Yolok already out of the car. And one of the team personnel, sorry, yes, he already out of the car. And that's Ewan Hankey, the lanky figure of Ewan Hankey, stepping into right, the Aston Martin. in, Bassov's in, Perfetti is in. Which is exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. Lucchini hasn't uh, completed lap, 50, uh, lap 32 rather just yet and well, Lucchini pits as yes well. he has done, absolutely Philippe Barreros was still waiting for him to come round in the 71 and this is the pit stop for SMP Racing, Alexi Bassoff and uh, the Vic Victor, Victor Scheitar taking the car set over Michelin's about to go on that silver release compound very very obvious and the left side of the shot there, Perfetti getting out, handing over to Klaus Backler. That car now going up on the jacks, and they'll be doing all four tyres on the Mentos Porsche. So Victor Scheitar just getting himself settled in for the next hour and a bit racing. Yeah, scarring on the, the middle flank of the car there, yeah. and that's possibly donut. showing contact with the Porsche from earlier on. Ooh. Okay, that's just a little bit of tape, is it? Or yeah, he pulled that up in the pit lane as he's yeah. coming. Yeah. I thought that, uh, that tyre was almost down to the canvas then. But, uh, now, time stops again. So, standby caller. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing going on here. It's just there's nothing going on here. Yeah. They haven't that's made a mistake. Clock's ticking down, but the car cannot be released ahead of time. And now the Aston Martin is set. You and Hanky. That will be a pit stop, probably timed from pit in to pit Correct. out. So it is important to get all your calculations right and almost build in an extra second, if possible, just to make well, sure to. that yeah, you, you're the right side of that minimum pit stop time. The Ferrari 488 of SP Racing is sent almost at exactly the same time as the now Klaus Backler-driven Mentos Porsche. So Victor Scheitar heading down towards the end of pit lane and he'll cross the white line and then boot the throttle and it leaves two thick black tyre marks behind. There's the number seven Ferrari. Now the leaders have gone through and Stevie S steered out. No, he S we just saw in, I think, 
I know he has. Nice, he right. has stayed out. So they've got a lap on the field right now and about to make it nearly two. Okay. Now, the question is, when do you start your time for your second driver? Is it when they leave the pit lane or is it when the other guy comes in? Effectively, that, that was the race leader showing signs of maybe edging to drivers right. I so think he can, can get one more lap in. Okay, Adriana goes lap. through. You're yeah. right, staying out the yellow Ferrari, and Johnny Molen will stay out. Is going to do the same. Stevie S. He's got a steers out. I think. Though, well, they've still got six minutes now of the pit lane window effectively because each driver has to do a minimum of 55 minutes, regardless of whether that's your bronze or your. Yeah, but don't, don't forget you've got the service time on that. So yeah. you've got to be a bit careful. You don't want to be too close. Uh, last time around, good lap from Delina. And it's pulled out a second or so on Morlam. Here's the pit stop. It's for the 71. It's 71, yeah. Yeah, of course. Again, brand new set of tyres. So Barreros out and Mads Rasmussen climbing on board. These are both bronze drivers, Philippe Barreros here at his home race and the car just being wheeled back into its correct Why? position mm, good question, maybe because the, there are uh, the engineers nearby maybe they were just worried oh, this, about well, this is AF Corsa isn't it, yeah, looking after it Yeah, and they will have other cars to service correct, that's exactly what it is three cars in the entry from AF Corsa <laughs> So just making sure that there's enough room to get more Ferraris in, should that uh, need to be the case. We've ticked over the halfway point, by the way. So yeah, you see the there's another set of mechanics just ahead. Yeah. So in case that car came in, very patient getaway. And Morlam's in the pit lane. Is that Morlam in the pit? No, it was the, sorry, excuse me, that was the... McLaren? Yeah, the McLaren's been in there a very long time. There's a problem with that car. They've okay. dropped a couple of three laps. Uh, the leader steers out. Delina steers out. Now that, that is going to make it very tight indeed when he comes back around. Well, it's drive time to the pit entry. Okay. I think. So as long as you don't go, well, well, bear in mind, no, no you're quite right. This is the service time as well mm. because your second driver has to have 55 minutes from pit out mm -hmm. to the end of the race. That's what I'm thinking. Johnny yeah. Morlam out, steps away, doesn't talk to either Dunbar there. They're getting the seat ready for Ivor. Fuel goes in. Not sure Johnny was overly happy there. Ewan Hankey's just set the fastest third sector time of anybody, which Here's is our no leader. great surprise. Yeah, Adrian Delina, the leader. Here is Thomas Fleur. And that's the, the car that they were worried about blocking. Yes. Down at AF Corsa. So Fleur out, and that'll be Francesco Frankie Castellacci getting in. And it indeed is. He was in action last weekend in the Czech Republic as part of the 24-hour series. Castellacci driving a, a reps car, I call it. It was one of those BMW E46s or uh, 36s, but it, it was a, more like a touring car than a, a, a purebred GT car that he's more used to, but was grateful of the experience. Plenty of track time in the Czech Republic for the young Italian. I had a lot of fun in a 2.35 IM recently. Someone else's fuel tyres and test facility. Oh, well, that is always better. Mm. Right, Adrian Delina surely going to come in this time. Uh, and yes, to hand over to Pierre Marie Delina and 57.50. Right, you've got to be in the pits from this point to exit 
for a minimum of two minutes. So they should be all right. 55-40. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's a tad tight. A fumble, well, if it's an issue. Yeah, true. If it's two minutes from now, then they would arrive back out, as you say, 55-40-ish. So that's fine. As and now let's see how everyone else is getting on. This is the first of two laps they're going to take back. So this is not this car going back into the lead yet. But we're about to get, I think, a new fastest lap of the race. Yes, you and Hanky, first flying lap for the Young Brit. It's a 140.810. So new fastest lap set on lap 35 for the TF Sport Aston Martin. And he puts himself back on the lead lap effectively. Now that's Ivor Dunbar ahead of him. And that is a battle for position. Uh, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Because Ivor was on cool tyres coming out the pits. So that's Ivor Dunbar having lost a position to the leader. That tells you how quick Johnny Morland was going. Because that means those guys were effectively ahead of the Aston. Yes. When they came back out of the pits. So that means there's a very good chance here of the 14 car coming out ahead. Yes, so the Ewan Hankey car has now done 35 laps. Ivor Dunbar, 35 laps. So that's effectively, when all this unravels, the lead of the race, the isn't it? The in the pack here is going to be the, the Stevie S car. Which is now Cedric in the pits, Mezzard. by the way. Yeah. That car needs to be rolling shortly, as does the Delina car now the Delina oh hang on there's something out coming out the back of the 14 car and there's been contact there as well there has yeah. and there's fluid coming out the back of the car was that a bit of an overflow there he goes he's rolling where is the Aston answer coming through the final corner through the S's now yeah I have a Dunbar just getting up to speed look in the background where is the Aston is it on the main straight What's that behind the Ferrari? That looks Aston-like to me. It is. Yes, there's Dunbar coming through. This is going to be tight, but not all well. The other Ferrari might just be a little help here, the 71 car. But again, it's going to be cold tyres for Pierre-Marie Delaney. And, yeah. Mm. But again, that tells you, doesn't it? Getting in that lap, getting in those couple of extra laps did make a difference in terms of turning the car around and getting them out in front. So everyone's now done their pit stop. By the way, the McLaren was in the pit lane for nine minutes. Mm. Your minimum pit stop time is two minutes. I'm mildly concerned about the pit stop time for number 25. One minute, 59 seconds, and it needs to be a minimum of two minutes for Johnny Molum and Ivor Dunbar, and that is how close mm. they run it. Two minutes on the nose, absolutely fine. Many of the other cars, well, how close did they get? 2.02. Two and 2.02. 2.02 for the 72 car, that's absolutely fine as well. But when you run it that close, there's always the risk that the stopwatch will just flick the wrong side and read 1.59 rather than the two minutes. So we'll keep a watchful eye on the, our messages at the bottom of our timing screen as to whether that's going to be looked at for Crew 25. Right, so how's our championships at the moment then? The 34 car with 54 minutes to go. And we think everybody got out at the right times. And made 141.6 and a spin for the 14 car. Pierre-Marie Delina. And that was at the chicane, wasn't it? Yeah. Nine, yeah. And it, this is going to be too much throttle on cold tyres. Mm-hmm. 
Look, he had no lock on at all, and a fabulous bit of avoidance by Ivor Dunbar yeah. as he went exactly as you told to do. Head for the scene of the accident because the car will have disappeared by the time you get there. Matteo's work. No, but... Uh, but he's got up into second place. That was a pass for position. It's a percentage game, and Ivor Dunbar has managed to squirm his way through. Matteo Crisoni showing great speed now as well in the number seven Ferrari. That was the car started by Luigi Lucchini, the BMS Scuderia Italia car with the stripy roof. That's Scheitar going up a position, and also the 88 car going up a position as well. Klaus Beckler... Right, let's head down to the pit lane. Charlie George has some news for us. Thanks, guys. I'm down here with the GDO Perfetti. An eventful race for you out there. Well, <laughs> not really. I think that uh, it's, a, it's a shame of what happened uh, in the last corner because I think it's unresponsible to go past another car when you know that you cannot control the car and just hit it out on the first lap. He seemed much faster than me, so he could have waited a couple of corners and go by. But uh, I think the organization has been a bit like this also regarding the BOP. It's very disappointing that nothing has been done before the last race. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Mm. Just, I it's, think we just leave that. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, Egidio's opinion, and I don't disagree with him at all as no, far as the incident either. through the final corner is concerned. And we nearly did it again. <laughs> so he hadn't even yeah. learned. That was That's my worry about it. You get given a little bit of slack, you think, hmm, got away with that one. Um, it's starting to rain. Is it? Yes. Yes, you can see it on the camera lens there at Gaucho Corner. OK. The so lap times Im 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 impressively are still coming down <laughs> with the uh, faster drivers in some of the cars getting heat into their tyres. But our camera operators are wiping lenses all around the circuit. Nadja down on camera number eight there. This is looking at turn number eight. It's just starting to blow across the circuit. So our wonderful camera operators working hard in the bad weather down there 51 and a half minutes to go and here's how it stands Ewan Hankey leads Victor Scheitar's just headed, just got ahead of Ivor Dunbar there for second position there he is in the SMP Racing Ferrari has gone through as well Yes. so now first Ewan Hankey, second Scheitar third Backler with Ivor Dunbar hanging on to fourth position but the gap between those guys and the leader is over 30 seconds. 34 seconds, in fact, from Hanky back to Shaitar. And that means, in the championship standings, that TF Sport will get 25 points that will take them to 107, and SMP Racing will get 18 points for second place. That will take them to 96. So we're and where still does looking. Mentos end up? Mentos will get third, which is 15 points. They'll be on 86. And so in the Drivers' Championship? <laughs> in the Drivers' Championship... We're putting Victor Scheitar and Alexei Basov into second position. That's 18 points and a win for the Aston, which is a clearly clearly an advantage for Basov and Scheitar. Uh, 14 points, I make it. Right. But it was always going to be the team championship that was going to be closest because mm. of uh, Victor Scheitar and Alexei Basov effectively racing two cars, although it was the same chassis, but it was a different Jeez. team and a different number and they can't uh, get all it's the points. It's a bit of an administrative error there, really, Well, they'll be it? regretting that now, I'm sure, yes. You and Hanky then pushing the 34 car at the moment. Tom Ferrier's team looking to take the inaugural Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup team's title. In second place, 
it will be as it stands at the moment as it stands at the moment with no further uh, interruption by anything and bear in mind I've just told you it's starting to spit on with rain and it's still raining because I can still see cameras being wiped the AF Corsa run uh, Ferrari of SMP Racing Alexei Basov and Victor Scheitar will win the Drivers' Championship. Just under 50 minutes to go. Let's back, go back down to Charlie in the pits. Yeah, and down here with Johnny Molem. Johnny, a stealth drive through the pack there. Was everything OK with the Ferrari? Um, well, as we know, with the BOP, the 4A is very slow in a straight line. But we also, that wasn't the whole problem. We also gambled on a soft setup because we thought everything said 50% chance of rain either so we gambled on it because uh, when it was uh, in the dry settings yesterday in the first wet on the second free practice the car was really tricky to drive we were way too stiff so we took a bunch of packer out softened the roll bars and uh, it was a bit of a handful i have to say in the dry conditions but i managed to get up to second then Ivor actually ran second for two or three laps after getting in which is the first time he's ever run that high so i'm um, really chuffed for him but unfortunately we beat our pit stop time by a couple of seconds uh, so we're going to have a stop and go i believe so a bit of a shame but there you go the word on the street, Johnny, is that you're swapping your race boots for some slippers. Is this true? We're we really not going to see you in a race car again? I'm not quite ready for pipe and slippers yet, but I'm definitely bowing out of professional motorsport in terms of doing World Endurance or IMSA, which I've done this year. But I'm going to uh, focus on building up my uh, manager and a mentoring company, and uh, I'll, I'll still be doing some pro-am stuff. So I love driving. I've always have, but the time's right to focus on building that up for the future. I can't drive forever, so that's me done. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you very much. Yeah, Red River Sport is the management company that uh, Johnny is uh, putting together. This is Ivor Dunbar just losing a position to the BMS Scuderia car. Matteo, Matteo Cressoni going through there. Who is charging very hard indeed. So you were spot on with the... Uh, with the pit stop time. Yeah, 1.59. And you were spot on with the approach that uh, the 25 crew uh, had for the race, FF Corsa, deciding that it may rain. Mm. But also you'll spot about the 4.88 not being as quick as clearly the 4.58's been down the straight. Here's another 4.88 going a bit too hot into the corner. And they say that you and I make all this stuff up on the spot. See, yeah. we, we do know what we're talking about sometimes. Yeah, it's a lucky guess. I suppose when you've been around it and you see as many things as I do once in a while, one of the one or two of them have to be right. <laughs> so you and Hanky are still leading and uh, lapping nicely. It was the quickest lap last time round for the 72 car in the hands of Victor Scheitar, 41.8. But it was also a 41 uh, and a half for the leader. So the gap between um, first and second has not really changed that much. And Ewan Hankey just needs to keep it on the island here. It does look like that rain is still... Oh, in fact, the windscreen wipe is going now. Mm. Now, OK, all bets are off, because if it rains hard now, and that means everyone else is going to have to come into the pits, is it raining hard enough for Inters or even for Slicks? Does that mean that Ivan Dunbar still got a chance then if they're on something closer to a full wet setting that's also true yes um, so don't discount the 25 car would you prefer to be you and Hanky though at this point yes. or would you prefer to be Victor Scheiter no, because Hanky, I'll take the lead but if Hanky decides to pit then the Ferrari can react uh, otherwise then the Aston's a little bit out on its own out front it's still got a lead of well it's more than when I last checked three seconds extra now you and Hanky has 36.5 
back to Victor Scheitar yeah. in the Ferrari. No, I think what you, when you're in the lead, all you can ever do is drive to the con conditions. I've got mm -hmm. information of car 51 with no engine between T1 and T2. Oh, my goodness. So there is the issue for Cedric Quiff Hobbs, isn't it, who's behind that the wheel of that car down. Uh, 51. Yeah. Castellacci. That was Castellacci, excuse me. Yeah, my apologies. Someone's too far down on the entry list. So Frankie C with problems. Teams 51 is picking up the pace. Hmm. He is now currently exiting T3. Well, that's proper rain now. Yes, it is. And it's a wet race now, so that means you are free to put on wet tyres, you have to put your rear rain light on, and how long is it going to rain for? That's your question. There are wet tyres, wet Michelins are out in the pit lane, so if you're you and Hanky, you're talking and saying, what's, you know, what's happening? What can you see further afield? Is it worth me trying to stick this out? His lap times are pretty good at the moment. But that is, oh, we're starting to get spray now. He's put his rain lights on, so he's had that from the the pits. Yep. Pretty impressive from the TF guys. They want to make sure they're not going to get any issue there. So the bright red lights at the back, those are Michelin wets. And they are proper wets as well. It's not all the way around the track, I don't think, Johnny. Okay, so that is a worry because you then got to think, is it predominantly wet or predominantly dry? Looks okay into Gancho Corner there and out of Aurelia. There's the McLaren appearing again. That is not a well car, I suspect, after a nine-minute pit stop oh, I earlier on. I think that's going back into the garage. And it's in for a second time. They yes, don't, can I help you, sir? They, they don't look to be in any sort of hurry there at Triple F Racing. Team by ACM. By the way, the ACM bit is Andrea Caldarelli Motorsports. Andrea ah. in the Super GT Championship for this year, uh, racing the 500. And in fact, it was Caldarelli who raced at the Czech Republic last weekend as well and impressed many. But uh, this That's is Adrian Quay Fobbs, isn't it, now at the yeah. wheel. So the pro driver has had an opportunity to experience that McLaren. And Frankie as I say, C comes in. Yeah to join Adrian Queerfob. See, I was, I was just a bit ahead of time there. You were. They're dropping like flies now, unfortunately. Yeah, that's done for the McLaren. That market is over. So Queerfob's walking oh, away. It's horrible there. And yes, it, I'm, I'm reminded of how dark and miserable it became earlier on today for qualifying. At least what these, it been? At least these drivers have had experience, don't mm -hmm. they? Well, not, actually not you and Hanky, though. Although yesterday evening's free practice was held in wet conditions. Like this, actually, almost identical. Yeah. It got, if it gets really heavy, though, you can't keep these cars on the track on slicks. Just trying to lip-read Adrian to work out what the problem is with the McLaren. but It's not going. You know, it's not got any pace at all. And that's a real shame for Triple F Racing Team. I Hank, hope he's got to stay out. He's going to stay out because he's pulling away from Shaitar. So at this point, Scheidar's the one who's got to make the, the decision and say, is it hard? He's hammering the inside kerb there. Mm. So Ewan Hankey is clearly very happy at this part of the circuit that he's got enough grip. And you would think, from what we're seeing, that that's fine. He's able to tighten the, his line up through the S's. Hmm. And now it starts to get a bit odd. So through the final corner, 
That's okay. He's deliberately keeping a high line, though, isn't he? Away from any water that might be accumulating on the inside of the bend and on the kerb as well. Used a little bit of kerb on the exit of the final corner. It must be nasty round the back for him to have the windscreen wiper on because you refrain from having the windscreen wiper on as long as possible on a race car. He's about to put the lap on Ivor Dunbar here, who is sitting in sixth position and came out in second and I've seen him, lets him go, nice bit of driving. So Ivor is off, the, this is really nasty around here. Just looks like the rain is uh, easing though, so this will be the right decision for him to stay out. Car 25 pit stop, we are being told, is under investigation, the eagle eyes of Johnny Palmer, and Johnny Morlam knew it as well. Looks like the Frankie Castellacci car is rolling again. That's the 51 AF Corsa, the silver and maroon striped car. I do like that colour scheme. Meantime, in second position, Victor Scheichtar has pulled away from Klaus Backler. 40 minutes to go, just under 41 in fact. Backler in the 88 Porsche, not able to match the pace of the 72. About another half an hour of rain, we're being told. Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, one radar picture, but I'm aware that they can vary from radar picture to radar picture. It looks relatively clear for the next, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Still rain around half of the circuit, yeah, and then the other bit is absolutely fine. But there are showers predicted for later on today, but probably not hitting until this race is done. But it's definitely raining at the right-hand kink there, and through the rain-splattered lens here at Parabolica Interior. Tricky into this left-hand corner. This is uh, Matteo Cressoni piloting the number seven car. Fourth position at the moment. Yeah, and he's got what is that? 12 seconds. 12 seconds, behind yes. A, behind a podium position. Uh, Backler has dropped to about six and a half seconds away from second at the moment, but Ewan Hankey is the man who's impressing me. This is a very, very good drive, building on what uh, Sally Yolik did early on in that Aston Martin V12 Vantage GD3 of TF Sport. And Hanky at the moment is driving away from Victor Scheitar, who is a very, very good driver indeed. It's not all over yet, because if we do get a big dump of rain, it could all change around yeah. because remember nobody went on to rain tyres rightly so I think we're going to have rain for about another five minutes or so and then it's going to get slightly lighter rain it's not going to stop but it may be drivable depending on whether these teams are happy to stick with the slick tyres for the next difficult five to ten minutes but mm. I think I think it's going to get a little better before it then gets worse tonight ah. after the race is done. There's Castellacci again with this intermittent engine problem or some kind of maybe electrical issue. The 51 car, it did yeah, go out, done. did it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it this is its out. third start now. Yeah, he's done. Francesco Castellacci. Just leave it there, so I'll park it for you. Was, Thank you. Was Let me know if you need it later. Ninth position, but uh, AF Corsa mechanic with him. That's yeah, done. It's going to take some persuading, though, for Castle actually to get out. Are you sure? Can, can I go out one more time just to try it? I'm quite comfy in here, thanks. 
Yeah, you can see medial leads have come off. Yeah, that really does mean the end. And the garage door about to be lifted to allow that Ferrari into the garage. Yeah, of course, this weekend not done, of course, because they have cars mm. entered in the European Le Mans series tomorrow. There's the Aston Martin that leads the race. And he's right behind Cedric Mezar in the number eight Ferrari. Who's not watching his mirrors. No. I'm afraid. So this is potentially going to cause a delay. Oh, my goodness, he moved super late there, Mezar. Should have stayed on his racing line. But OK. That's, and that is the problem for a leader in any kind of conditions, but particularly in difficult conditions like this. You and Hanky then still leading by a good proportion. Let's go back down to the pit and Charlie. Thank you. Yes, I'm down here with Thomas Floor. Thomas, disappointing for you. What's wrong with the car? Well, uh, we think it's an ABS sensor. You know, we, I think Francesco came off the track and must have destroyed the sensor. So we lost the ABS. You saw the big blockage down on the straight. So, uh, but it, 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 was, uh, it was not a good start. We started in the pit lane. We think it was completely overdone as a penalty from Spa, but uh, obviously it is. The rules are the rules, but uh, we were wishing for, for rain. We were the fastest in the rain. Uh, yesterday evening and uh, uh, there's no chance if you start a lap back but uh, overall we're happy to be here and uh, and uh, try next year thank you Thomas all right thank you Good. just want rain now if he's got no ABS no absolutely not he refers more difficult he refers to an incident at La Source corner where Francesco Castellacci was at the wheel but uh, made heavy contact with another car and that was the penalty to start a lap down from the pit lane. 36 minutes to go to end this uh, dramatic mm. GT3 Michelin Le Mans Cup first season. We have uh, had entries fluctuating around the 10, 11, 12 marker, but it has provided great entertainment for the main part across the two hours of each of these races. Just the hour support race for the Road to Le Mans, of course, where we had LMP3 cars in that race as well. But who would have thought, with the dominance of SMP Racing, that we would be coming down to this as a championship battle? And Ewan Huntley is driving away from Victor Scheikard, despite the fact that he had traffic on that last lap. He's put another five seconds on Scheikard. Now, has Scheikard had a problem there last time around? But it's now 42.6 seconds mm. back to Victor Scheikard. Scheikard himself now has a bit of traffic to deal with and it is Ivor Dunbar now Ivor does look in these mirrors I've seen him drive before including at the uh, Le Mans event stays absolutely on the racing line it's clearly tippy-toe stuff round the back of there for everybody yep. and that's 25 car set up for rainy conditions so it is a bit slacker but still running on slicks at the moment and for anyone to drive on slicks and then in what are effectively crossover conditions is difficult, but certainly for a driver in a, the relatively early stages of his career, huge understeer there from the seven, and he'll be lucky to stay on the track there. And a moment or two ago, the BMS car also having an issue. Oh my goodness, yeah, that is nasty down there. That's just uh, and the 14s back in, and they're going on to wet. They're oh, going on to wet. Okay. So this is uh, Pierre-Marie Delena going on to Michelin Wets. I reckon the last 
Well, according to the, the data that I've got, the last 10 minutes of this race will be held in the dry, but right. of course the track's got to get dry as well, and we're losing heat of the day, so... The heat of the day's gone now, Johnny, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, so... What are we, 10 past 6? We're not going to have track temperature in the favour of burning some of that moisture off, so yeah. it is just going to be the case of circulating race cars and no further rain, but we've got to get through the next... What are we talking, half an hour? 20, yeah. 25 minutes before we get into that uh, last 10 minutes or so. It's still tippy-toe stuff. And is that Ivor Dunbar coming as well? Uh, yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Good spot. There he is. And that's going to be Wets as well. Yeah. Now, this is the car that's set up for Wets. So, Ivor has done a great job to stay out there as long as he has. But the rain is now on the front straight and round... I'd say eight to nine tenths of the circuit. Mm -hmm. Nearly didn't get the uh, the wheel gun on there because somebody put the tyre down on the airline, and he just got it well, in. Reach, yes, reach well, last time. How, how, can that, how can that happen? <laughs> the previous pit stop was absolutely fine. Right now, there's our leader going across the start finish line. We've had a steady number of uh, spectators all day who sat in that grandstand and yep. enjoyed the racing. It's leaned out a little bit, as you might expect, with the weather being a little bit chillier as the sun has gone down Hanky has massively impressed me here Johnny. Yeah well his stock is pretty high still he's had a he's built this partnership with TF Sport and with you and Hanky, sorry with, um, with his co-driver Sally Gullick I should say Silver Driver yes but he's immensely experienced, that's had contact is it with that for all? After a spin but very experienced you and Ooh, all on his own. And where was that then? On the exit of the chicane? Yes, yeah, so he did make contact with the barrier. I wonder mm. whether that uh, nose, the nose of the car was slightly deranged. So that was heading into the S's, I believe. But, yeah, you and Hanky, I watched for a couple of seasons in the Porsche Carrera Cup GB. He did single-seaters prior to that as well. So we shouldn't be surprised by his pace. As you say, just a silver driver, though. Now, gap closing between Victor Scheitar and Klaus Backler. It was interesting to watch these two drivers in Spa because Backler, for many laps, was finding it uh, easier on his tyres. And then the Michelins below that Porsche cried enough in the end and Scheiter was able to hang on for the victory. But this time, Backler much, much closer. Mm. And the Porsche, of course, loving these conditions. And this, well, that means points changing again won't affect TF Sport uh, in terms of the championship for teams but down Ooh, don't move now Victor got to stay to the inside he did he did just about is he going to have enough grip there he squeezed down around the outside as well he's moving around a lot they're going to be being watched here after the early antics of Basov very, very close by Backler. He's judging this very tidily indeed. This is turn eight, Johnny. Yeah, into the Gancho, Gancho uh, sequence of corners then. The uphill chicane. Careful not to smack those tyres on the left and indeed the right. And the Porsche will get uh, better torque, I think, out of that slower speed corner. And then the 488 comes into its own heading for the S's. What about this corner, though, which has got so many stories to tell about that Ferrari and that Porsche. But they've always been in a different order with the, the Porsche just ahead and this time the Ferrari's able to carry much more speed through although he's going to go out wide there 
And I thought for a moment it was going to understeer off a bit more than it did. Good car control from Victor Scheitar over the line. Well, and, and Backler is as well. I've been a fan of his for a number of years with his Porsche experience in the World Endurance Championship and the European Le Mans Series as well. Good Victor signing. Scheitar is only a silver driver. Mm. I think he's one of the better silver drivers around, if I'm honest. Klaus Backler is a gold. Yeah. Not so. much between these two guys on pace. And this is a genuine battle for position, and it's for second position. Matteo Cressoni is only another 10 seconds back down the road, and these two start getting tangled up. Great news for you and Hangi, because uh, he is making here at the front of the field. He's nearly 52, in fact, he's more, 52 seconds up the road from this. Into the last half an hour, then, of the final round of the year for the 2016 Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup. Big lead for uh, Ewan Hanke out front. 52 seconds now from these two cars, and arguably they're slowing each other is, up, scrapping is away. Is stopping here? Is uh, that looking a little less damp? Well, you see, according to my stats, it's now turning from rain to light rain. Yeah. And we get light rain till 7.35. Uh, that's uh, Central European time, so 6.35 in the current time zone. That's another 20 minutes. 20 minutes of light rain, yeah. But I don't know whether it's going to be enough. Basov sitting watching his teammate. Have they, pardon the pun, weathered the storm here? Mm -hmm. Even if these places changed... It wouldn't change the positions in the team's championship. Would certainly bring it a lot closer. And SMP would like to stay out front. But if we put SMP in third and Mentos in second, then uh, SMP would still finish second in the team's championship, 14 away from TF Sport. And what about in the drivers' championship? In the drivers' championship, uh, we're putting that car in third, that car in second. So it would still be a, a win for Bassoff and Saitar. Yeah. 11 points ahead of Ewan Hankey and Sally Yollock. And their car is out front and the lead being extended, if anything. Not on the previous lap, but it's up to now Traffic. 51 and a half seconds, yes. But that is surely manageable now from Ewan Hankey. Depending, depending on how much more rainfall we get. They haven't ch changed tyres on any of these three, top three cars. One run by very professional outfits. Mentos Racing are a Dutch crew. Then you have the number 72 car, which is the Russian-entered SMP racing squad with a lot of AF Corsa AF personnel. Corsa. It's a satellite team of AS Corsa, effectively. Yeah. Even when the wheels went on, they had AF on them uh, earlier on. If you were keen-eyed, Marto Ferrari, um, very, very impressive operation. It, you can't even just call it a team. I think last year or the year before, they were running something like 70, 80 cars around Europe. I thought it was 40. OK, I hadn't realised it was into that oh, it was, sort of it numbers. It was ridiculous wow. amount of good cars that they were running. But of course, you can't hold a GT race without an AF Corsa uh, car in the entries. It's that, normally that, in the, regulations. In the sporting rigs, yes. Yeah. Yes, so. that's quite true. So there are the second and third place cars appearing way off in the distance from this shot. And this car turning right is the 71. And that is driven by Philippe Barreros. But here's the second and third place fight with the SMP Racing Ferrari ahead of the Porsche. Still the windscreen wiper working I think we I think hard. we're through the worst of it. I think we're through the worst of it, says, says the man who once described 
turned out to be one of the worst rainstorms ever at Quarter in an American Le Mans, uh, American uh, race, an IMSA race, as just a passing shower. Right. But I, I think we're through the worst of that now, Johnny, I do. So you had the touch of the, the Michael Fishers, did you, saying no. absolutely no hurricane. What hurricane? It's going to be fine. Out of turn four they go towards the kink, and I'm just wondering whether the edge on backless tyres is starting to edge away from him. Oh, a bit of a squirm there under braking, though, for Victor Scheitart. Able to mop it up just before the first of the Parabolicas on the lap. Over the rise they go. Marshalls with their big coats on. And thanks again to everyone looking after things yeah, yeah. out on the posts because it's been tricky conditions, particularly for the qualifying held at 11 o'clock this morning for these cars. That was miserable. And it's those times where I enjoy being a commentator in our little uh, truck with a roof over our heads. But without you guys, we wouldn't be able to go racing. So thanks for all your efforts. And another 25 minutes to enjoy for the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup. This is the closest fight out on track at the moment for second and third. They're about to get to close to Philippe Barreros as well, racing at his home race. Barreros kind of on the racing line, but holding his line, and that allows Shaitar through. Lights flashing from Klaus Backler. He's never going to get anywhere near get. that car. There is an indication of the balance of performance within this championship then. The 488 is pretty good down the straights, but the 458 uh, shown itself by far it's to be Crisoni, the best. Crisoni, by the way. This is, oh, yeah. This is Crisoni, and he's closed into under 10 seconds away um, from those guys. And he is putting eight in... Eight seconds, yeah. ...about the same sort of pace as the race leader, Ewan Hankey. So Crisoni will be troubling these uh, two cars up ahead relatively shortly. How many more positions can Shaitar afford to drop and still win the Drivers' Championship? That's a good question. Um, it depends whether he's up against uh, Perfe uh, the Perfetti car and the Class Beckler car. So if we put uh, Beckler and Perfetti into second position, let's say... Uh, this, is, this is live mathematics, people. Uh, so... If he finished fifth, that would be all right. Sixth position is eight points. That's still okay. And right. then the next increment is six points. That's also all right as well. Right, so he's got to go a long way back. And even eighth place, they'll be tied on points, which, of course, Alexei Basov was eighth earlier on in the he race. Was. And I was saying they're both going to finish. Both cars, the 72 and the 34, will finish on 107 points. But on the countback of wins, it still goes in favour of the Ferrari. So they would need to finish for Hanke and Yollock to win the Drivers' Championship. You're looking at that Ferrari finishing ninth or lower. Right, and they can't do that now because there's two retirements. Yeah. But, of course, if they don't get a finish... Ah, yes, good ...then point. that's half a point. No, that no doesn't there's no points. points at all. Beg your pardon. So that, that's the only way now if that Ferrari... So Klaus Bachler can knock these guys out of the championship. He can't win it, but he can stop them winning it. Yes. If he, how annoyed is he about what happened earlier? Well, there might be an element of payback, I mm. suppose, after that Porsche. The Porsche was leading the race and nerfed into a spin, but then again it was reviewed by the clerk and yeah. no further action was the message on our screen. This man will oh, not know brilliant. anything about it out front, though. Leading by 53 seconds now on and, lap 55. And Tom Ferrier is saying to him, how's it failing? And he's going, it's great. It's great. How's, it, how's the tyres? It's great. What's the weather like? It's great. Honestly, it's just great. Because he is enjoying this 
so much at the moment. In fact, he, he, he probably wants to see a bit more traffic, just so he's got something to pace himself against. Yeah. Hanky, who has done a pretty good job of turning himself into a GT driver, like many started off in single-seaters. Formula BMW, if memory serves. 0.7 of a second now, the gap between second and third, by the way. It's smaller than that <laughs> as the two concertina are up. Yeah, yes. Into the uphill chicane and heading for the S's. Now, all of a sudden, Klaus Bachler seemed to have backed off for a few laps, almost to regain a bit of the tyre again, cool them off slightly, and now he's pushing hard once more. Or is it? He, wants, he wants more rain. Bachler wants more rain because that Porsche was better in the rain. And he wants real rain. He wants hard rain. Mm. If he's going to get through there, it, it, there's still a lot of clouds, and it's it's hanging pretty low at the moment over us here at Estoril. Last 22 minutes, under 22 minutes of the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup to run for 2016. Just looking back through uh, the years, as far as you and Hankey is concerned, you reckon he started in Formula BMW? Quite right. 2005 was his first year in the UK racing Formula BMW, and he's done some Formula 3 Euro Series, uh, Michelin Formula Renault UK. That's what I remember him in, I think, Formula Renaults, and then on to, to Porsches in the so World Cup. So he's been around for a wee while, because yeah. that was 12 years ago. Yes. 11, 12 years ago when I was doing the commentary the TV commentary for Formula BMW, so... And winner of the Dubai 24 Hours in SP3. Yes, he was. That's the start of last year yes. in 2015. Correct. So, SP3. Would that have been in a Janetta G55, perhaps? Almost certainly a 50 or a 55. Or a 50 or a 55, yeah. But, no, I've always been a fan of you and Hanky. Very professional when Back he's put in front of the camera. Mm, okay, so that was the wrong way to go. Well, for... no, I, you know what? I don't think so at the time. If you want to keep the car on the track, you've got to go with what your gentleman driver is telling you. And that would have been a choice from either. Do you, what's the weather like? It's bad. Do you need wet? Yes. Right, come in. So you're not going for outright pace. What you're no, going for is making sure the car stays on the track correct. and that the, the bronze driver is having fun, namely, and going as quickly as he can. And uh, it's Seventh always... position. And he's yeah. not going to lose seventh position, even by stopping. No. I don't think. Pierre-Marie Delina in the eighth-placed car, number 14. That was the car driven superbly by Adrian Delina to, to the head of the order, of course. Adrian pitting from the lead of the race. It is getting pretty gloomy out there now, although the rain, I reckon, is going to stop properly in about 10 minutes' time. But it's This is as close as these two have been for a wee while again, and I I just think this is temperature-related now. Matteo Crisoni is going to be with them, you know, before the end of the race. because Now, is he going to be battling two cars, or is he going to be battling the SMP? Because I, I, I do think the backlog is beginning to get a bit frustrated now. The lights are flashing. There's Crisoni in the background. Mm-hmm. So he's Turn coming, six. and then there's another car further back, but that's not on the same lap, and that will be Cedric Mezar, I think, another red Ferrari. Uh, but that car has completed 54 laps, nose to tail again for second position. We'll catch up more about this battle after a word from Charlie George from the pits. 
Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, I'm down here with Sally Yollock. Sally, a lovely clean opening stint from you. How, um, Ewan's got, Ewan, I'm talking about the wrong drivers here. He's got a great lead here. How are you feeling now in this garage? You know, this is a really long wait till the chequered flag, isn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> the clock is not ticking now, really. Um, yeah, I, I, I got a good stint, except the uh, second half, really, because towards the towards the 30 minutes uh, past, I had a massive vibration in the car, uh, so I had to take my take my braking points massively back. So that that also affected my lap times, but we just got we just got a little bit lucky with all the crashes and you know people running out of road. Uh, I'm just hoping he, he can maintain the lead and bring it up, bring her home safely. Absolutely. Now there's a bit of rain out there. That seems to have dried up now. Didn't seem to be a concern for him. Uh, no, no, not for me. For me, it was all dry except the last corner inside was a little bit tricky. But other than that, it was bone dry. And I'm actually happy that I'm, I'm not the one who had to deal with that. <laughs> I can imagine. Good luck. Thank you. Now, he was talking about the inside of the last corner being wet there. So clearly he knew it. Um, that was where Victor Shaitar had his, uh, or Alexei, Alexei Bezov Bezov, yeah. had his problems. Yes, it, it's strange, isn't it, how the, the inside of that final parabolic really struggles to drain mm. for many hours after we had the rain. I mean, with the fully dry line on the outside, there's Chris Oni again looming large as he heads over the rise. We're going to get a nice sunset here, hard, I think, as well. And there's the sunset over to the right as we continue racing, uh, approaching the gloaming, as you said earlier on. Again, it's down to a cigarette paper between the two cars as they ascend That's through the chicane. That's as close as Buckler's been here in the S's, and he's, if he can steer this tight, he might have half a chance of getting in the draft and then trying an outbreaking manoeuvre into turn one, Johnny. Yeah, inside line being used there. The Ferrari deliberately going out wider, though, which might give him an opportunity to exit the corner at a higher rate and we know the Porsche does not have the straight line speed but the 458 absolutely he does, does. <laughs> and that's so, the third of these if he yeah. can get on terms with them he's going to go by I he's right. going to go by I think you're right and he's got 16 minutes I think there's a great chance of Crisoni coming home in second here there's a danger of these two having tunnel vision concerning themselves entirely about each other and not realising that the Ferrari looming large in the mirrors is on the same lap as them and could potentially take a podium away from either of them the, the team will tell them what what Crisoni's got to do is get up to them and strike quickly yeah. before they get into defence mode at the moment Backler is still in attack mode if, if he can get up there and get it's about timing and if he can get close to them coming at the end of the lap which he's going to be fairly close here then we know how quick that 458 is as opposed to anything else on the track he could blast past one or both of these guys going down into the first corner before they've had half a chance to defend. Again, almost three different lines there being taken through the Parabolica interior, very wide from Victor Scheitar, hugging the apex, Klaus Bachler, and kind of threading the eye of the needle between the two was Matteo Crisoni. And in the end, the net result is they both kind of went through at a similar speed. The Porsche can always close up here. Can it get oh, the overlap this he's time? Got, he's got him on the inside. The difficulty is the next corner's a left-hander, so that even if he got fully alongside, that wouldn't have worked for Backlet. This is a good corner for the Ferrari, the final corner. The Porsche takes a tighter line, but he just can't take as much speed through the centre of the corner, the centre off. But look at Chris, look at Crisoni. 
He's taken another second, second and a half out of them. He's not close enough this time, but next lap around he will be. 56.1 is the gap, so that's a second between Scheitor and Battler and a further, no, a nine-tenths now back to Matteo Crisoni. So they're equidistant, uh, second, third and fourth, I'd say, across the line into the final 15 minutes. Great driving, by the way, by Victor Scheitar in the first of these Ferraris. He has been under pressure for the last 10, 15 minutes. You know, Battler's doing his job as well, but it is so hard to just keep hitting your marks. He's not really... Beckler's had a couple of chances of getting his nose up the inside, but really, you've got to say that Shaitar has done very well. Ah, coming up against the 14, Pierre-Marie Delina in any second now, and this is a chance for a fumble. So this is where Beckler and indeed Crisoni has got to be close to that red Ferrari at the head of this trio. Down the hill they go to Orella Corner. Lights frantically oh. being flashed here by Victor Scheitar and the Ferrari and the Porsche managed to sneak through. What about Matteo Crisoni? Yes, he's he by was as held well. Up a bit more though. Yeah, true enough. And Pierre Marie Delina racing for AF Corsa and the number oh, seven look Ferrari. This. Look at this. Different line this time by Butler to try and get on the inside for the next left hand. He didn't quite make it, but he's been able to take a nice, neat, tidy line this time. Doesn't compromise his pace into the final corner, but lost the front end of the car there. Mm, washing out a little bit, understeering from a rear wheel drive car and onto the main straight. Porsche's going to struggle. The 458 may gain quite a bit of time here along this straight, which is almost a kilometre long well here's the thing about that you do get aero push yeah you, what what the drivers you'll hear them talk about aero push is by the way Delina comes back in the pit lane he's going to take the wet tyres off and put slicks back on for the last 10 minutes or so exactly as Johnny said earlier <laughs> why didn't we just listen to him <laughs> and the when you hear the guys talking about aero push it, these cars are aerodynamically dependent um even as a GT car, yes, they, t they produce quite a lot, huge amount of mechanical grip, and they don't rely on their aero as much as, say, a prototype would, but they still do rely on it some, and particularly for turning at the front end. And when you're in disturbed air from the car in front, you get what's called, the, the guy's called, aero push. And basically that means the front end of the car doesn't have as much bite because the downforce isn't working for you, and that makes you scrub out and wash out in that uh, in that disturbed air from the car in front. The bit that helps you down the straight is hurting you in the corners. And if you compare a GT3 car with a cup car, for instance, mm. Ferrari or Porsche, they don't carry the extra winglets and almost to encourage close racing. Correct. So that if you get right behind an opponent, you can still go through the air just as quickly. But of course, aero much more developed on this new 488. Mm. However, the 458 could charge its way through down the straights because of the benefit it carries from the balance of performance system in this championship. That's uh, the Ewan Hankey yeah, car, and again the Porsche loser in the middle of turn 13, and this time he's going to come under pressure, I think, from Crisoni. Maybe not quite as... Well, that's, that's actually a pretty good exit from the corner from the Porsche. Uh, 61 laps done now, mm -hmm. uh, 11 minutes to go, and this is the fight for second, third, and fourth, with Chris Oney showing the most pace of these three cars, but of course now he's caught up with these two, it's going to be tricky to try and work his way by the Porsche, all four wheels off onto the kerb there on the exit of turn two, 
but Klaus Beckler didn't lose a great deal of time. Yeah, let's, let's not forget that the race is led by an Aston Martin, Correct. by the way. Uh, 55 and a half seconds now out front, and Ewan Hankey and Sally Yollock, the spectator in the garage, having done the opening stint on course. Awful. On course as we stand for the team's championship in the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup. Drivers going the way of the second place car, just working its way through the parabolic interior I, now. I'm right in saying that it's the team's championship that gets the entry, or is it the drivers? That's a good question for... Or is it both? For Le Mans? Is it both? I'm not sure whether there are two places up okay. for grabs. I know, obviously, it's a GTE AM drive, so, you, so you, uh, entry, so you are allowed to place that... Um, with another team if you need to more traffic again and I think it's going to be the Delena car again that's coming out this time on on uh, new slicks and therefore will be very very slow on this outlap and has to be dealt with by all of our three competitors for second position what's the start finish line just under 10 minutes to go Hanky is well ahead of the game here some 55 and a half seconds. Massive prize fund, by the way. We've not talked about that, but Graham and I have touched on that uh, earlier on in the year. Um, it's now it's now on for third position. It is, yeah. Chris Sony has it. decided that we nearly ran into the back of Backler there. And Chris Sony has decided that now is the time. If he's going to have any chance at all, he's got to have a go now. And the body language of that car. And immediately the gap opens, Johnny, between third and second as Backler has to switch from that aggressive attacking mode into full defence. So nose to tail for, th for third and fourth positions. And this is allowing Victor Scheiter a little bit of wriggle room here, a bit of breathing space as the Klaus Backler Porsche sticks uh, to the inside line through the first of the Parabolicas heading by the 71 then of Mads Rasmussen goes this battle for second, third and fourth but it's turning into more about a scrap for third and fourth positions, just glancing through the awards, there's certainly an invitation to contest the 2017 Le Mans 24 hours but I can't to the outright champion to the outright champion, well, well it doesn't say his team or, or driver, well you're going to have two drivers yeah. So, who do you give the invitation to, the driver or the team? Good question. I think it goes to the team. I, I don't know. But I think you would give it to the team, wouldn't you? That would make sense because then it's uh, kind of it's, it's one entry. It's yeah, one entry you need to find, isn't it? So what happens if your two drivers who are joint drivers champions decide that they want to go with different teams? Yes, you could have that. True. Rock, rock paper scissors behind the bike sheds. Uh, here we go. Because Victor Scheiter and Alexi Bassoff didn't win at the Road to Le Mans race, and the, yes, we know about that, the points of the team's title race is different for those from the drivers. And it's Aston versus Ferrari versus Porsche for the €100,000 and an invitation for the 2017 24 Hours of Le Mans. So if Porsche are included as well, that makes that it sound like it's the teams. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll TF, so TF then, at the moment, in pole position for it. As we head into the last seven minutes of the season, Shaitar and Basov have the drivers' championship locked up. 
And Ewan Hankey at the moment shows no signs of doing anything else other than cruising home for the last six and three quarter minutes. Yep, and Porsche driver may need to stick elbows out towards the end of this race with a Ferrari right behind. Here is the serene Just like it's, just, just like it's rolled out of the truck. It looks <laughs> absolutely brilliant, doesn't it? There's not yep. a speck of dust and dirt on it. Those glowing brake discs, don't mm. be concerned about that, though, because they've been uh, up to the, the task all the way through. I think they've been glowing since the middle of Sally Yollock's stint. And the fact that we're losing light now here at Estoril as we race into the early part of the evening. Yep, sun in a spectacular sunset a little while ago, just disappearing beyond the horizon now. And with six minutes to go, Aston Martin on course for a second victory with TF Sport of the year, having taken the opening round at Imola. Meantime, the battle for the last place on the podium at this round... It's not going to make a huge difference to BMS or to the Mentos team. They'll still feed slightly hard done by out in front, nerfed out of the lead uh, by the car that's ahead of them at the moment in a very squirrely moment for Alexei Basov, which was looked at and uh, dismissed needing no further action from the stewards. I think it's fair to say that the guys at Mentos didn't like that uh, among the things that were said when uh, their driver got out, Perfetti got out Igido Backler's going to have to fight for the whole of the last five minutes to keep that Ferrari behind him where the real danger area is of course is getting onto the start finish line from turn 13, the Parabolica Ayrton Senna Shaitar has done a great job since he got in that car and I just saw the red Ferrari there for a moment. But that, in fact, is uh, Cedric Mezard. Just to add to the little conversation that John and I were having about the entry to the morning 2017, uh, there is a caveat because it's only open to teams that have done the full season. And SMP Racing stroke AF Corsa with their 72 stroke 57 haven't done the full season. So... Uh, they're not eligible for the €100,000 top prize or an invitation to next year's Le Mans support race as that's only available to teams who have entered the full season. If SMP become the 2016 champions in the teams, the prize money and the invitation to Le Mans does not pass to the first full season entry. It, so it would just disappear? It would just not be awarded, effectively. Yeah. Yeah, so, so TF did have to win it then? Yes, yeah. Yes. And they have at the moment, or the, they are winning it. They at are the winning at the moment and they have or will have done the full twenty sixteen season, so therefore are eligible for that big cash prize, one hundred thousand euro, and the invitation to that's the twenty four hours, isn't it, rather than the sport race. Yes, I, just correct. Called, I just called it the sport yes, race. No, no, no. It, it, it is, is the, the, the full twenty four hour race next June as the TF Sport. As a GT Le Mans, a GTE AM entry. Yeah. It, it's it is as well, I believe. Normally, you're not allowed to transfer that to another team. Um, but I think, much like the uh, LMP3 champions, because nobody's expecting you to necessarily go and fork out for a whole car for one race, you're allowed to transfer that to someone else uh, under the auspices of the, the AC. Oh, big slide by both third and fourth place cars coming out of turn nine and ten there, the hook. The AC, sure. oh, you just said. 
Yes, I knew what you oh. meant. Yes. <laughs> into, out of the S's, into the final Parabolica then, with a couple of laps to go. Two more at the end of this. I'd say so. With this battle for third and fourth, nose to tail. Mind you, we've got the leader a further minute, very nearly, uh, further around. So uh, I think still will be two laps. And dodging to the right, then to the left. This is Crisoni thinking about throwing Klaus Backler a dummy then into the first corner. That didn't quite pay off, but Backler, I think, is struggling on these tyres that he's pushed hard mid-stint to try and get second place away from Shaitar. And just as uh, this is exactly what happened in Spa as well, the Porsche wasn't able to get the place and then was a bit of a sitting duck towards the end of the race. Beckler on that occasion keeping the car behind him. Can he do the same for a second race running? Out. How much rubber they laying down now? They're yeah. trying. He's not gonna, they're not going to be used for anything other than coffee tables, those Michelins on the rear of those cars at the end of this. So where is Ewan Hankey? He's through already with over a lap's time to go. So one more. Yeah, this one that now Ewan Hankey's on and an additional lap, I reckon. So these cars will have two more at the end of this for the battle for second, third and fourth position. So the final exchanges of the opening Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup season. There are the champions elect for the teams and an invitation for the 2017 Le Mans 24 hours within their grasp. Ewan Hankey. And 100,000 euros, it should be mentioned as well. Yeah. Now that is more than the top three finishes added together would get in the Le Mans 24 hours and a big slide by Crisoni he got right up underneath the rear aerofoil of the Porsche and then the car just kicking sideways a masterful save by Matteo Crisoni brilliant stuff but that has really cost him in terms of an opportunity at turn one meanwhile you and Hangi here we go, 45 seconds on the clock, and, well, it's going to be tight, actually. He could afford to ease off on this lap yes, and make can. sure this is the end of the uh, end of the race, because with that 55-second lead, I wonder whether he's starting to back off. 51.2, no, there's no sign of it, no. to be honest. So he's it pushing on. for 20 seconds. Yes, 20 <laughs> seconds on the clock. It's going to be one S's, more. It's going to be one more. Well, still got the parabolica to do, and he's he could he could afford to back off now. I'm sure Tom Ferrier or another team member. Slow down, yeah. slow, slow down. down. You can slow win down. it on this lap, Ewan. Ease it off. Wait, 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 Six, wait, wait. Five. This is going to be. Just be careful about the 71 and that he Let knows go. what's going Let on. Go. Let him by. Yeah. And he thinks check the flag is out. That's great <laughs> racing. Great, sensible racing by Tom Ferrier's team. Yeah, I was bothered there that the 71 thought that there was a, some kind of caution out or a virtual safety car, maybe full course yellow. And the fastest lap of the race, by the way, to you and Hanky on lap 40. Yeah which was at about two-thirds distance. Where did we get to in the end? 68 laps done around this Estoril circuit, and it's not done yet for Drivers second, champions. third, and fourth. Yet Drivers' champions, Victor Scheitar and Alexi Bassoff, and Bassoff has been the star man for me through the course of this season. Klaus Beckler coming through the final Parabolica to finish his season with Mentos Racing as well, the Dutch crew, but there is the SMP Racing Ferrari to come across the line. They just miss out on the team's championship, but they do bag the driver's championship. Congratulations to Alexi Bassoff and to Victor Scheitar. It's kind of mixed emotions down there, as you can understand. And over the line in third position, Klaus Beckler by a very small margin, five-tenths of a second in the end between Klaus Backler, the Austrian, 
and Matteo Crisoni, who tried absolutely everything in the BMS uh, Scuderia Italia Ferrari, but just missed out on a podium result. So, and this is very provisional at the moment because it's down very to my ma- down, yes. down to my mathematics, but uh, it's TF Sport provisionally who bag the team's championship with an unassailable lead 107 points they'll go on to after a race victory 82 plus 25 107 i make it and second place points 18 of them going the way of smp racing so they can only get to 96 points so they're therefore by 11 points tf sport take the team's championship provisionally drivers victor shaitar and alexi bassoff win that by uh, I need to change that. It's still a win, but it's by a slightly larger margin of 14 points after a second-place finish for Shaitar and Bassoff. So, loads happening uh, throughout, well, towards the end of that race, mainly. With Start the, at the beginning, yeah. With the, with the trio uh, uh, running around in second and third and fourth positions. In the end, Shaitar giving a little bit of breathing space because Battler was distracted by Matteo Crisoni and what he might be up to in the door mirrors. But yeah, a, a fascinating start because we had not quite a full half grid uh, as the platter, as the pro drivers, I should say. But it was there was more than I think we've ever had through the year of non-bronzes starting the race. And that provided some interest because of the different strategies from the various teams. And there, with the hand out of the door, is Victor Scheitar to take the applause from this crowd, which will now start to disperse from the various grandstands around the Estrill circuit. I suspect that Tom Ferrier, like Richard Dean of United Autosports uh, in the LMP3 category, uh, will find out he's got a lot of friends between now and February when uh, the Le Mans invitations are confirmed. Mm. Remember, Le Mans, you have to be invited to Le Mans um, the invitations that are earned for these are just that, invitations, and they can be rescinded at any time by the ACO. That's why Le Mans is Le Mans, because you can't just rock up and drive. You have to earn it, and still you have to be invited by the committee. So into Park Fermi for second and third, and here's our winning car in the middle you and Hanky does a nice piece of parking kills the V12 and the GT3 Aston Martin Vantage comes to a halt for the final time this season having done enough more than enough actually to take the team's championship Sally Yolick and you and Hanky yes hmm. he knows that that how important that is <laughs> There's Tom Ferrier, that he's embracing the head man at the team. And Tom, with some success in recent years in the British GT Championship at uh, GT3 level as well as GT4. But there is the hug as well between the two drivers, and that's a great moment. Sally Yollock uh, did exactly the same amount of work as you and Hanky. Very classy from Victor. Sportsman-like in sports car racing from... Victor Scheitar there because of course they've won the drivers championship and the team which is as good as they could get really because even if they'd won the team's championship as you were saying with the regulations as they were the two they big carrots the that go with that yeah. don't go the way of SP quite right 
So photographs already being taken, and in a moment or two, I'm sure we'll be able to grab a word with you and Hanky, who was already grinning prior to his stint. Maybe he had a sense of what was to come. Sally did a great job and handed him a pretty decent lead, better part of 30 seconds, and he's taken that out. Well, he took that out to a minute, just about, and then backed it off. Ten seconds slower on his final lap than he needed to be, but that meant he didn't have to do an extra two and a half miles. Precisely. Two and a half miles where... You know, anything could have happened. Well, yeah, throughout that lap, you will just be listening out for any sort of noise coming from the car. Is yeah, that right? It, imagine that... you run out of fuel. I on can't the last say, lap. yeah. Mm, it's happened. Absolutely. I thought that was smart work from TF Sport. So I hope, hopefully, we'll see TF Sport over a garage at Le Mans then mm. in 2017 with a GTE arm entry. Yeah, Tom Ferrier has done a, a great job, I think, piloting mm. that, that uh, outfit. Former racer himself, of course, in uh, things like touring cars and uh, smaller saloon cars. And he did, did he do a little bit of GT racing, Tom Ferrier, towards the end of his career? Yeah, so experienced behind the wheel, but more so now running a team. So let's hear from Ewan Hankey and no doubt a bit of Sally Yollock from Charlie George. Guys, wow, congratulations. You are 2016 champions. Yeah, I can't, literally, I'm lost for words. Obviously came in with a small lead this weekend, but I didn't think it was going to pan out the way it did with all the things that happened in Sally's stint. So it was pretty exciting, nerve-wracking, but hey, we did it. Super proud of the team. The car was awesome. He drove brilliantly. Great overtaking manoeuvres. Super happy. And Sally, of course... 100,000 euros prize fund and an entry to Le Mans as well. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I'm losing words about Le Mans, really, actually. I, I, that, that was my dream since the day I started, so I'm super happy and super excited about it. Congratulations, guys. Enjoy celebrating. It has to be said, Johnny, as well, that drive in the wet, when not only did he not lose any of his lead, you and Hangi pulled it out. That was mm. when he made his break for freedom. Yeah, yeah, with those greasy conditions. Uh, TF Sport take the victory after 68 laps, and of course he eased things back on that final lap, so the minute not fully represented in the final result. SMP Racing finishing second ahead of Mentos Racing and the number seven Matteo Crisoni-driven BM- BMS Scuderia Italia Ferrari from the Villorba Corsa entered car. Cedric Mezar with a final stint for that car. Mads Rasmussen for AF Corsa finishing ahead of Ivor Dunbar and Pierre-Marie Delina. The other two cars sadly didn't make the finish and we are really at twilight now for this podium presentation on a Saturday night, a great two hours Saturday night entertainment. We hope you've enjoyed the motorsport action and now look forward to the podium, the final one of the year for the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup. And to the podium, first of all, will be Klaus Backler and Egidio Perfetti coming home in third place. And I make that another podium for the 88 crew. That's a fifth of the year. Never since the Road to Le Mans event, never been off the podium, that Porsche. That's pretty good. Gerard Neveu is there as well. In fact, it'll be and the... Pierre Fion as well. And Pierre Fion as well, just to Gerard's right. So there you go. There's Klaus Backler and Egidio Perfetti. Second step of the podium to Victor Scheitar and Alexi Bassoff, but beating them almost Sally to the podium as well. Sally. He was leaping there like a tomcat to the top step of the podium alongside Ewan Hankey. And we will hear the national anthem for the winning team.
Tom Ferrier also on the top step of the podium with Ewan hey, and so. with Sally. Good campaign. Yeah, no, I quite agree. And there's always a team representative on the top step of the podium, but I think it was never going to be anyone else other than Tom Ferrier. So very smart trophies that we've had all year now being handed to Klaus Backler and to Egidio Buffetti. They are tinged with disappointment, as you would expect, and Egidio Perfetti making his opinions clear to Charlie George a little bit earlier on in the race. Nice T-shirts being broken out there by the SMP Racing Squad, and the Shaitar and Lexi Bassoff have one each. But the biggest trophies going the way of Ewan Hankey and Sally Yollock. One for Tom Ferrier as well. Big thumbs up to the team. That is a trophy won by the team, of course, and he quite rightly displays it to his crew down below. And now seven bottles of champagne will be decorked and plenty of bubbly sprayed to make these race suits very, very wet indeed. He was very late on the cork. Yeah, very yes, late he was. Although very rapid during the race, I felt. Yeah. And that did well to recover st- from the spin. Stunning drive both from both members of the TF sport team. They did exactly what they needed to do. And you heard you and Hanky saying we weren't sure coming in. They had a, what, four-point lead coming into it. And they've taken the teams and the big check and the invitation to... Le Mans Drivers' Championship there, first of all. 121 points, Alexi Bassoff and Victor Scheitar winning the Drivers' Championship from Ewan Hankey and Sally Yollock by 14 points. Egidio Perfetti uh, finishes fifth, stroke third, no, third if you like. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. third, I, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, for, with 86 points after his uh, third-place finish. And, of course, the, his co-driver, Klaus Backler, gets third place points as well but he's a bit further down in the standings after Ben Barker stepped in for a round or two and there is Ben Barker in fact 12th place on 18 points Adrian Delina and Pierre-Marie Delina finish 14th on 14 and a half points there's Joe Osborne and Flick Haig who had a dabble into the championship at Paul Ricard and these are all the drivers that were out for the one-off some good names hasn't there yeah yeah Mark Paul and Richard Abra appearing in their Lamborghini Huracan uh, say hello Yari, yeah, Lonnie Martins, who was in action in the Renault Sport Trophy a little while ago. And we had uh, a great entry at the Road to Le Mans event, and that promises to be uh, another uh, fabulous race next June on the Saturday morning with LMP3 cars in with the GT3 mix. The race started in very different conditions. It feels like a different day since uh, this, this race start. And, of course, the 51 car starting from the pit lane but down into the first corner it was side by side between the Mentos racing Porsche and the McLaren 650S of Hiroshi Hamaguchi that was the side by side contact it, at real time speed it looks brutal to be honest doesn't look any better the more times we see it does no, it? a big squirm from the Ferrari which caught a damp patch but that was the change in lead as the Ferrari went wide at turn 4 and the Aston Martin never looked back this was a fabulous battle involving three Ferraris and a McLaren uh, virtually overlapping all the time. Another off track excursion and a muddied front left corner for that 488. Four, a clap of the hands from Victor Scheitar realising the race, or at least the team's championship, was ebbing away from the SMP racing crew. Good dice here between. Now, was that Scheitar or was that Bassoff? That was Scheitar early on in his stint, wasn't it? Charging hard. Rotation for Hiroshi Hamaguchi. And this, again, almost a carbon copy of the incident earlier on. Yeah, Thankfully, that was still Bassoff, yeah. 
it was still Bassoff charging up the inside uh, at the chicane a little while ago, yeah. But uh, we were so worried at the time that the Ferrari and the Porsche were going to make contact. Round the outside, that very nearly paid off. And then we reached the point of the race where the pit stops came into the equation. This was the 10-minute pit stop window between 55 and 65 minutes. So... Pierre-Marie Delina taking the 14 car over from his son, Adrian, but very early on in the stint spinning. This was a change of position with Matteo Crisoni beginning his charge up the order, nosing into the barrier, Mads Rasmussen. That car did get to the finish and sixth place at the end and quite a sunset then to add to the entertainment on track. The 34 car, though, unstoppable with its near enough minute lead before Ewan Hankey decided to back off into that final parabolica, knowing he had enough in hand to make sure the end of the race was there and not a further two and a half miles down the road. And across the line to get the Drivers' Championship, Alexi Bassoff and Victor Scheitar in the number 72 Ferrari. But the team's championship going to TF, yep. and that's the big prize by... 170, 107 points to 96. 96. Let's hear a bit more from the pit lane. Well, guys, it was a difficult race, but it was enough, and you are the drivers' champions. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we won't win this championship, and we win championship, but uh, I'm a little bit disappointed because uh, we want, we try win championship for the team, but uh, we lose a lot of points. First two race, first race similar we not drive, second uh, race we drive, but another name for the team. But anyway, it was a great race, a good championship. I have, uh, we have a lot of uh, good fight with Porsche and uh, Aston Martin. Very good driver, very good team. And uh, Alex did uh, incredible first team <laughs> because I watch like this and. <laughs> You looked worried. Yes, I'm worried because uh, team, but but he, did, but he will done. He did this year a very good job. Uh, improved a lot himself for his drive style, and I'm, I'm very happy about it. Okay, maybe we try win uh, maybe next year uh, this championship for SMP Racing. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you enjoyed it? Yeah, thank you very much, uh, family Ferrari. Thank you very much, uh, SMP team. It's, uh, now good result in uh, all. It's very good. Thank you, guys, and congratulations. <laughs> it yep. is mixed emotions, as yeah. you can quite uh, easily understand. Uh, Victor Scheitar's English, very, very good. And uh, he put across, I think, all of the difficulties, the ups and downs that that race brought. But they did manage to come away as the first ever drivers' champions in the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup. But congratulations to these guys. TF Sport will be at Le Mans for 2017 and the 24-hour race. At least there's an invitation there for them to join the party next year, along with a €100,000 cash prize. We hope you've enjoyed this race and, indeed, the whole of the Michelin GT3 Le Mans Cup season. Uh, it'll be back for more action in 2017. For the moment, though, from John Hindoff and from Johnny Palmer, it's goodbye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at radiolamont.com.